Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hi, yeah, it's another beautiful Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio, Mike Harmon alongside five-year NFL vet, executive mentor, analyst. You see him on the NFL Network. You read him on NFL.com. Here every Sunday to spar and laugh with me, my guy Bucky Brooks, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? What's happening? How you doing? Oh, so much going on in our great sporting universe, driving as we do all over the place and our kids' athletics pursuits. So we got that over the course of the weekend. Had my surgery midweek, so, uh, you know, riding the uh, the lightning of pain threshold. So that's kind of a fun little thing to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a fun little thing to do. It's a thing that you have to do. Yeah, you just so we get you back through. right. Yeah, we're just grinding through it. Yeah, no, that's it. So I've got this giant club which is weighing down. So eventually my shoulder's just going to be yoked from carrying this thing around. But uh, we're here on a beautiful Sunday. There's so much going on in the sporting universe. Uh, soccer, F1, uh, more NBA playoffs, full slate of Major League Baseball, uh, all sorts of fun and excitement going on, Bucky. But, you know, in the background, you've always got some great NFL stories swirling, so we'll get to some of those. The Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban 
Deion Sanders story we'll have to uh, revisit a few times over the course because, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack in some of what's said, some what's not, and some misconstrued things, I think, from media uh, jumping on word choice or maybe not jumping on word choice because – Hey, they're, they're smart guys. They know how they're going at this. So we'll we'll get into that. NIL, the next uh, level, if we were going to do a Star, Star Trek extension uh, and add another to the long catalog there. But the NBA playoffs last night, I, I saw the lamentation after the early blowout scenario was starting to unfold with the Heat taking up a uh, huge 25-point lead, absolute beatdown of the Boston Celtics until it wasn't. Jimmy Butler leaves. All of a sudden, the Celtics, eye of the tiger, battle back in front of the home crowd. You got the Marcus Smart coming out of the locker room. I mean, and the way they showed it on television, it might as well have been something straight out of, you know, UFC ring entrances or WWE backstage pass. Uh-oh, who's getting ready to come? And, and there he is. Uh, but the Heat survived 109-103. Jimmy Butler says he's not going to miss any extended time. But it was nice to, nice to see some remnants of the old Bam Adebayo show up for the Miami Heat. And to to put some toughness back in, he, P.J. Tucker. It's kind of funny, you know, both. Both teams, Bucky, in this series, we go back to game two when Smart now Horford played, and all of a sudden you've just got a very different mentality playing. Likewise with the Heat, you know, P.J. Tucker and Kyle Lowry aren't aren't names that are going to frighten anybody right now. But, man, they really showed up and, and offered an awful lot to the just physicality of things and an extension of what Jimmy Butler brings before his exit. Yeah, no, I think that's one thing that you always know about both of these teams, but the Miami Heat in particular. Uh, playing hard is their calling card. They can play with a level of toughness and physicality that makes you uncomfortable as the other team. And so if you're not willing to meet force with force, they're going to bully you. And I feel like after Jimmy Butler went out, I think they even ratcheted up another level. You know, the funny thing about the Heat is they, they tend to do this, right? They'll play great, then they may deliver a stinker, but then they bounce back. And there's a level of toughness and resilience that they always display when they're in between the lines. I think we got to get a, a, a little glimpse of that. Now, the issue is how long is Jimmy Butler going to be out? Because we saw how they were holding on for dear life in this game. I don't know if they can win the series without Jimmy Butler, despite all the things that I love about them when it comes to their toughness, their tenacity, and how hard they play on both ends of the floor. Yeah, as of now, the expectation that is that he's available, but we, we know that could just be PR spin of, all right, push it off until we have something more official to work with. So certainly that is uh, something to watch as you do have a guy that's been able to, to heat it up and certainly in the playoffs has been a different player. Uh, in his career, one of those great studies of the uh, sports psychology of it all, I think, when you get to to Jimmy Butler. But you had 23 turnovers by the Celtics in the second half. Jason Tatum, six turnovers, zero field goals. He did leave the game briefly with what looked like a shoulder issue, so we'll see what happens there. His quote, honestly, I've got to play better. I feel I I left guys hanging tonight, and that's on me. He also had... Jalen Brown, who had a a monster game with his 40 points, but he also had seven turnovers. So, you know, they had just a a ridiculous night, and and some of them were just, hey, we're picking your pocket, right? Turnovers, normally it's, all right, the ball sails ahead of a fast break. 
you know, guy rotates and there's nobody home as you're trying to kick it back out. In this case, it's all right, dribble, dribble, and get caught in a bad spot and just active hands and takeaways, which you know oftentimes will lead to foul opportunities and foul shooting. In this case, led to a uh, a lot of frustration on the hands of the uh, the Boston Celtics and the home crowd. I love that it got to to a fight though, Bucky, because. You know, everybody was immediately going, all right, ha, 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 what am I going to watch? There's so many cool movies on cable tonight. And then all of a sudden it became a game again. I was like, all right, I guess we shouldn't complain. Just tune back in in an hour, right? Set a timer, watch a show, maybe catch a couple of your favorite sitcoms, and then circle back and just see where we're at. Because for the NBA playoffs, as much as we've had blowouts, we certainly have had those big runs to get back into games to where suddenly it's of interest, at least for a moment. Yeah, no, I think I think the playoffs have been great this year. One, we're kind of devoid of the stars or LeBron James and some of the notable names, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, those guys aren't in it. Uh, yeah, we have the old guard in terms of the Golden State Warriors, but even looking at that team, they have a bunch of young talent, Poole and Looney and some of the guys that are kind of coming off the bench and giving them energy. And so you have a new list of names, a new cast of characters that are playing in prime roles. And then seeing the Miami Heat on this stage, seeing the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic and some of those guys. To me, it's been terrific, and the unpredictability of the postseason has has made it maybe more enjoyable to watch. I would say that this is the most fun that I've had watching NBA basketball in a long time, and a lot of it stems from the fact that I have no idea what is going to happen when we click on. I appreciate the, uh, the chaos of it all. Right, I joke all the time with Smith, right? Chaos in between the white lines. Now, doesn't mean that I'm still not going to watch a game and shake my head wondering what the officiating is and sometimes the reviews for is something rising to the level of a, uh, a flagrant foul. It's really kind of hit uh, a, a very dangerous spot like where there's so many stoppages of play. It's like, really? All right, it's a foul. It's the playoffs. A guy got hit in the head going in for a layup. I, why are we always looking like... Guys are trying to clothesline him and audition for a slot, Mm -hmm. you know, on on Friday night SmackDown. But I guess, you know, you're trying to make sure the game's safer and, you know, the NFL to a degree, right? They're reviewing everything and you'll often get the uh, pink slip in in your locker a couple days later. It's like, what? I wasn't even flagged. It's like, yeah, they reviewed it. Uh, and they came back and got you. But I I do, uh, you know, your point about all the, the new blood. Right, Steph's a guy that is embracing a little of the old guard. I'm back on the big stage. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna sing, and and I'm gonna do the sleepy time, you know, antics wherever I can when I make a big shot. And then you've got Draymond Green, who's really maximizing his uh, screen time, and gives you the edge. Now he's also one to start fighting with all the media guys about play and interpretations thereof, which is fine. Hey, you got to prepare for that post post playing career. There's no question, but Luca's a guy that, that we watch and, and I'm wondering if he's not going to be the, the next guy that goes from, we love watching Luca to Luca whines a lot. And you know, he's going to be memeable because of the facial expressions in games at officials and opposing players. So, it, it, but it's good for business when you've got new stars but it means you've got to keep building, right? And keep telling those tales because they're not so ready-made, right? The Warriors is a nice, easy package, right? You can send someone, that that's the assignment. The rest is, all right, how do you make everybody else on the Mavericks 
beyond Luka interesting and new and exciting, right? Jalen Brunson having himself a great playoff run. Everybody's looking for, all right, who's going to pay him an awful lot of money? I would imagine Mark Cuban's going to try to cut him a really big check. If I, I, just just me, but doesn't mean that there's not more. And Boston, I think people are waiting to be the next team over. And we watched during the regular season. I don't know that people gravitated to the Heat because, like, all right, that's they're not exciting. They're interesting, and if you like physical basketball, you know you're gonna you're gonna watch a slugfest for 48. But it's it's building those that next round of guys, which is funny because most of the names that you threw out in terms of the big guys that aren't here in the playoffs, on the periphery, there's still some of the big storylines. As I wrote up, you know, a, a grid of things that we could talk about today. There's still LeBron because of the Lakers coaching search. There's Kyrie and and Harden and all these guys are in in the news, right? Amari Stoudemire had his takedown a week ago, and that's resonated through this last week. So, you know, the guys are still on the periphery and still being talked about, but it is that winning time of year, and so now it's trying to take advantage of the schedule and promote the hell out of all the new players. Yeah, no, it is taking advantage of the schedule, promote um, the new players, try and create some some energy. And you're right about how long before people grow tired of Luka Doncic and some of the other new stars. But I kind of like this because you, you're getting a mix of old and new. You're getting a mix of like some of your traditionalists, your old school powers, like the Boston Celtics being there. Um, you're seeing those stars in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, Marcus Smart has kind of become a star because he's the master flopper defensive specialist who understands how to get up under the skin of the opponents. And then with the Miami Heat, man, it's all about like what Pat Riley has established during his time there when it comes to heat culture. And people kind of snicker at the notion of the Heat doing things a little differently than everybody else. But I don't know how else you can explain some of these guys that um, come out of relative anonymity to be stars for this team. And then on the other side, you know, like the Warriors, it's funny because I'm watching them kind of walk down the Mavericks the other night. It wasn't Steph Curry, Clay, and Draymond that did it. It was the newbies, the young guys. And so they only have four guys that remain from their great run, but they're there. They've kind of put that championship DNA stamp on the young guys, and the young guys are running with it. And what we're looking at maybe right in front of our eyes is the reincarnation of the Warriors dynastic run. That could be happening with the young guys kind of taking the baton from the old guys and allowing this team to make a glorious run. Yeah, with the Warriors, we'll get into them a little little more. We've got another game uh, coming up later on tonight. But, yeah, you talk about Looney with his 21-12 and 12, having a big day. The fact that the Mavericks are shooting so many three-point shots means Steph Curry's at the uh, leaderboard for rebounding in each game, which is kind of fun <laughs> to watch, right? Little guy kind of sneaking into traffic. But Jordan Poole's a guy that's all, all year long has done it for him when Clay was out uh, and obviously when Steph was out, Draymond missing some time. So he, he's been a guy that's been a rallying point, 23 points in game two, uh, and watching him develop. So now it becomes the the question of what's that next, the next iteration of it. But certainly they, they've got the core and we talk about institutional greatness because you and I talk about it in the NFL all the time, Bucky, and talking about heat culture, talking about the Warriors. Like, all right, we know how we do things. Doesn't mean you're always rising to the top, but you're bringing in guys. And obviously there's going to be a lot to the giant algorithm. And when you add health 
factors in for superstars, well, that changes the game immensely, particularly in the NBA, right? Next man up is a much more difficult proposition uh, on a short bench. But it looking at going forward, you know, for the NBA, I think it's time to start appreciating that because it really does put the microscope, you know, more so on organizations that were once great, like the Lakers, of, all right, what changed? Is it just mm. Dr. Jerry Buss's voice? Right. Now, yes, they got their title. I get it. They 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 got their title uh, in Florida during the shortened season in the bubble. I don't want to call it the bubble championship because that's the pejorative of it. You still mm-hmm. have to win, right? You still had to make things happen. So, uh, in that single singular instance, that singular season, they were equipped to make it happen. But every other year has been a desperate climb. You know, like I've heard the analogy, and they used it in Winning Time with uh, John C. Riley's Jerry Buss character. It's like you know the uh, the duck or goose or whatever, whatever, as you know, looks calm above the water, but underneath you see the legs, right? You 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 see it uh, the frantic uh, effort to stay stay above and keep paddling forward, and that's kind of what uh, you, you get a little more of a, a glimpse of with some of these franchises versus all right, just move forward. So it's it's just the curiosity uh, of the business and ebb and flow of the sport. But I've been entertained as hell. I'd, I'd like less stoppages for the fouls, but if that's the only thing I've got to gripe on, I think we're doing okay. Yeah, no, it's look the the officiating has still left something to be desired. But in terms of the gameplay, no, it's been good. I mean, it's been good. I I, I do like the fact that they've allowed a little more physicality. Not quite the 80s and 90s basketball, but enough where you're seeing people have to kind of fight through the rest to be able to make buckets. And I think in the postseason, it should be a little more difficult because you want to see the stars play like stars. You want to see people rise to a different level. And we've not only seen stars do that, but we've seen some uh, role players come off the bench at certain times and, and have big games. And so to me, that is what the excitement of the playoffs is all about. It's about the drama. It's about the soap opera. It's about who is going to be the star of the night, uh, the unexpected star. And so we've seen all those things. And with the parody that we're now seeing in the league, we're getting fresh faces, fresh teams. I think it's overall been a great experience. Great opportunity for the league to capitalize. More stars, as you talk about Memphis. We saw it with John Morant, some of these other star turns uh, as we push forward and try to figure out, you know, because we always have to ask the who's next question, Bucky, in all these sports. Uh, And that's what we're doing a little bit in college football. Yeah, who's next? The players and NIL and bouncing around the transfer portal and everything else. But what stays the same? The big name head coaches. And a couple of them decided, hey, let's throw some barbs. Let's get after it. Uh, I want to get him in the ring. But we'll talk about Jimbo Fisher. We'll talk about Nick Saban and college sports and the ever-changing landscape. And those that uh, really just want to keep it where it was, well, Open the door because things are changing. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks with you here. It's Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. NIL and old-time college coaches, ah, they're not even saying the uh, – they're saying the quiet part out loud. And we'll talk about it next year on Fox. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. 
I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday here. Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Having some fun with you getting the day started, whatever you're doing. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Take us with you on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83, your local affiliate. Thanks to all the program directors and, of course, to y'all out there for uh, being part of the extended family. A huge cup of coffee uh, in the studio this morning. Thus far, our team fully assembled. We got Isaac, we got Chris Perfett, we got Brandon Trufa, our executive producer. So making it sound so pretty uh, as we get things going. West Coast, the PGA Championship Third round underway. We'll get into Tiger Woods' uh, withdrawal in about 20 minutes because we'll have some TV withdrawal, I think, a little bit uh, with him off the course. But it speaks to a larger 
part uh, of events at this point for the PGA. But uh, the main event over the course of the week, Bucky, college football, NIL application, and a lot of finger wagging from people. And also, I think people looking for a word that was never said, particularly from Nick Saban, when he called out A&M and he would later say, well, I shouldn't have singled them out. Well, no, they beat you in the recruiting rankings. So when you're trying to convince your boosters, your collective, because I like that the word collective is like now NCAA mafia is kind of what it sounds like to me. We got to go to our collective and we got to we got to get our protections, i.e. our giant bags of cash to go compete in this new world order. But when when Nick Saban calls out A&M, you know, saying, hey, they bought their players and we didn't buy any and it's a new world. Well, well, guys got paid that were part of the Alabama program, right? So let's not, you know, bury bury the lead there. But, you know, we're, we're looking at Nick Saban. Uh, his follow-up was, quote, it's gotten completely out of control and it's not a sustainable model. So the point where you've got these attorneys, agents calling collectives and saying, pay my player $100,000 a year and then they want their piece of that and everybody wants cut. Of course. Nobody does the the whole altruism thing that folks try to say, well, I'm just doing it for the good. Like, no, you're getting something in return. If nothing else, you're going to get a an acknowledgement somewhere of, hey, you're the guy that brought in the guy. There's no question. And then you had Jimbo Fisher, who started really going after it, saying, I know Nick Saban, right? They coached on the same staff mm-hmm. and all that. I know Nick Saban. You know, some people think of themselves as God. Really some great rhetoric. And, but what he didn't do was, even though he's claiming he knows where everything is and where he's got all the receipts, he didn't offer any. Nor did anybody at that press conference have the stones to say, hey, um, all right, Jimbo, we all have our tape recorders on. Please, what do you got? Yeah, no, I mean, look, it, 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 it was a very contentious uh, back and forth between Nick Saban, uh, Jimbo Fish, and even Deion Sanders because Nick Saban kind of lured them in there. Uh, I think what's funny about this entire conversation is Alabama had the second best Sankit ranked recruiting class, and yet he's whining about what Texas A&M was able to accomplish because they were first. Now, there's definitely a correlation between the rankings of your recruiting classes and a few years later in terms of how your team plays. Um, the last few years we've seen top-rate recruiting classes end up having championships, Alabama and Georgia respectively. And so Nick Saban doesn't want to concede any ground in the recruiting landscape. And so he kind of put this out, not necessarily for uh, Jimbo and Dion, but so his uh, boosters, his money people, they understand clearly what is needed to ensure that Alabama remains on the top of this college football landscape. Well, that's the larger thing, right, that I think was lost and everybody getting inside, oh, they're throwing haymakers, was it, it, the type of event that he was at. And I'm guessing the question was, you know, and something he'd heard was, you know, how did we, you know, slip in recruiting all the way down to number two? Uh, and so he, in a room of, of people that are, you know, shaking his hand and patting him on the back for all the success – decided, all right, well, here's my uh, telethon appeal yeah. for, you know, this is the way the game has changed and we need to be part of it. So A&M gets singled out, right? With Deion Sanders and Jackson State, 
I think they, everybody knows more about the businesses going on, right? Sit, uh, college to college, uh, then then they'll share publicly, obviously, because we you know we know there's a lot going on trying to make these things happen. But a lot of the stuff with Jackson State was media reports. So I yeah. mean, Nick could hide behind the hey, I just read articles like everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, hey, this this is what we were told was going on. This is what Barstool was offering and that what they said they were putting up and whatever else. So, you know, you, you can do it that way. And that and Nick can hide a little bit beyond that. But you've got a guy that has all these titles, a guy that's had this great run of success. If anybody is going to have the gravitas and the ability to raise their hand and say, all right, what are we doing without really fearing a loss of reputation and certainly uh, tenuous employment opportunities. It's Nick Saban. So mm-hmm. he, he's the guy that raises his hand, perhaps, you know, un- improperly of this brave new world that we're in. But I think everybody recognizes eventually they're going to regulate. They're going to try to go through and the NCAA, whatever, you know, vestiges of that once my mighty and proud organization remain, they're going to try to keep their piece of control of it all as best they can. But for Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, this, this just got really interesting. And you notice how quiet it was. The SEC reprimands them and then basically told all their coaches, you're not doing any media the rest of the week. You are not getting involved in this. Yeah, because if you're the SEC, you're the king of the hill. The last thing you want to do is have somebody be able to kind of knock you down a peg because you have infighting within the league. And so they did right by taking care of, like, whatever punishments they doled out to Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher to make sure those guys are all on one accord. Um, I think it's it's interesting because you, you brought out that Nick Saban was kind of playing to his boosters. And so he was really making an appeal to, hey, I need everyone to step up and be a part of the Boost Club, give more money so we can do all these other things. That's it. The NIL deal and the frustration that some have with Travis Hunter and Jackson State. Travis Hunter was number one uh, wide receiver crew, one of the top five recruits in the country. He decides to go to Jackson State because he wants to play with Dion. He wants to have a black college experience and all those things. And mm-hmm. so there's been this backlash a little bit to Travis Hunter electing to go to a HBCU because normally those kind of talents have been going in recent years since segregation. They've been going to uh, big-time schools like Alabama and Georgia and some of those things. Here's the thing about it. When Nick Saban alleges that um, a million dollars was paid to Travis Hunter, one, HBCUs don't have those kind of resources to be able to do it, too. They normally don't have, like, uh, a robust fan base that is, like, fever-pitched and committed to bringing that kind of talent there so they're willing to open up the coffers to do it. So that's the part of it. The other part of it is part of a bigger conversation where what you see is if elite players begin to trickle down and decide that they want to play and have a, a shared experience with their own people, um, going to an HBCU, playing under a coach that looks like them, that has a staff that is more diverse than maybe some of the staffs that they see at other institutions, it changes the, the, the landscape for recruiting because that is the one thing. And so what Nick Saban and some other coaches try and do is they try and halt that in the past and say that there's no way these guys are getting it on the up and up. They have to be doing something different because why would you bypass an opportunity to go to Alabama to go play a small Jackson State? But 
there is an undercurrent and a tide and a shift in terms of how some of these young guys are thinking about how they want their four or five years in college to be. Well, and certainly if it's even if it's not coming through the school, right? In in Hunter's case, it became a Dion had the association with Barstool. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, just follow the you know, the money there and the connections there. But it, it certainly is a different age of recruiting. I mean, just look at the transfer portal. Look at what USC is doing. Like, seemingly every week, it's a new guy that has won an award in college uh, showing up at their doorstep now, uh, in addition to uh, highly sought-after and respected coach in Lincoln Riley, right? So you, you've got the the change, as it were. Uh, and, I, like, I think the, the thing that really also just got people, and, and I think it extends – to, to your point with with Dion and the choices folks make, as soon as you use the term bought, mm-hmm. because it's he didn't say cheated, right? Because that was the thing. Everybody got all excited. Like it was an accu- accusation of cheating, and then it became, you know, a, a, a whole different, you know, context and, and connotation to it. And just saying, well, this is the rules of engagement as they are right now. Right, so it was oh he called out for cheating, and that's when when Jimbo Fisher reacted as he did, got my eyebrows raised, wondering like all right what what's your interpretation of what's what's your problem with this here Jimbo, and and what what because he's obviously had others take their shots across the bow too Bucky, so it's like all right what what are you reacting so violently to this part for, because now now you you're kind of opening the door of like. In this particular case, we know with name, image, likeness, it's it's a different world. So I, I don't know that anybody would have taken Nick Saban's comments quite to that level, except maybe you're showing that, all right, if you dig, there, there's problems. So you, you might protest a bit too much in this regard. Yeah, I do wonder um, why everyone is protesting. Look, everyone knows what the stakes are. Like, it's now above board you can do whatever within reason to get players and look if you have a plan you're organizing you detail in terms of executing the plan you see how it plays out look at what usc is doing now i would contend sc's done a great job of getting a bunch of players they will need to get more bigs to be able to compete with the alabamas and the georgias of the world but their skill positions that they've upgraded and added uh using the portal and nil I mean, look, it, it, it speaks volumes to what can be done if everyone is on the same page. Still got to make sure you build the interior. That's right. You and I talk about offensive and defensive linemen more so than, well, anybody. And that, that makes us outliers. Renegades, as it were, Nick Saban uh, and Jimbo Fisher would not be happy. But the landscape is changing, and everybody's got to decide what their experience needs to be. And if you can get funds outside of the, quote, collectives, your choices and your range certainly opens up into a whole different world, as you said, with Dion um, and the opportunity for Jackson State and other schools perhaps to make inroads that way. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon, and this is Fox Sports Sunday. Let's turn it over to Isaac Lowenkron and find out what's trending in our sporting universe. What's up, buddy? Morning, Mike. Morning, Bucky. Uh, are you you got, are you guys familiar with the? TV game show, The Price is Right. Of course. Okay. Oh, that was my favorite. I, I've kind of looked like uh, Drew Carey for way too long. There will be 
a social media equivalent of a pricing game, a pop quiz for you guys coming up in mere moments. So wow, that's that's what you call a tease. You got a whole 45 seconds to get ready. In the meantime, we'll tell you about Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals on Saturday night. It saw the Miami Heat win at Boston 109-103 to to take a two-games-to-one lead. Heat led the contest by 25 in the first half, but they had to hold on to win it late because Jimmy Butler did not play in the second half because of right knee inflammation. Bam Adebayo finished the game, leading Miami with 31. He also had 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday night, the Colorado Avalanche won on the road at St. Louis 5-2 in Game 3 of the Western Conference semifinals. The Avs lead the series 2 games to 1. Now, going into the final round of the PGA Championship, Mito Pereira. 27 years old from Santiago, Chile. He played his college golf at Texas Tech for the Red Raiders, by the way. He's got a three-shot lead going into the final round at nine under par overall. Now, here's where you guys come in. I want you guys to guess how many followers Mito Pereira presently has on Twitter. Closest one wins. Uh, Mike Harmon, let's start with your guess. How many followers does PGA Championship leader Mito Pereira presently have on Twitter? 7,500. 7,500. Okay. Bucky. Oof. If this was the price is right, I would say $1. So I would say one follower. One follower. (laughs) Well, actually, (laughs) Bucky uses that strategy to win. He has two... (laughs) 2,395 followers at present going into the final round of the PGA Championship. One other note, of course, a physically struggling Tiger Woods withdrew after round three on Saturday after shooting a nine over par 79. And also Saturday, early voting on the 147th running of the Preakness Stakes. Of course, Kentucky Derby winner Rich Strike did not compete in the Preakness on Saturday. Mike and Bucky, back to you. Fun stuff, Ilo. Nicely done, Bucky, on the uh, $1 strategy. I should have I just gone to the, the clue of, uh, <laughs> of the prices right, just gone really low. And I mean, you still would have gone a dollar. But I couldn't. I, mean, go, I couldn't go under twenty five hundred. I mean, that's that's it. And I, I would advise you make sure you you pet a spade or neuter. That's Bob. That's nicely said. done as well. <laughs> I'm still trying to get one of those sweet stick microphones uh, as well because that that was the best. And I'll always regret. I went there when uh, and and saw the show when uh, Bob Barker was still getting it done and uh, took my mom. It was great. It was still with all the old seventies decor. So yeah. it was the brown curtains with the the Price is Right logo. I, I'm always uh, going to be mad I didn't try to just rip off a piece of that fabric for the collection. I mean, I it was like sweet. That. I mean, I do, I do like that. I do like everything about the Price is Right. It was like stepping into a time warp when we went. <laughs> it really was kind of funny. And then later on, went and saw the, it again once Drew Carey had taken over. Uh, again, with my mom, who made made the joke with the producers, right? Because you know, you you go and you say your one liners, and that might be enough to uh, get them to put you on the list of potential candidates to get up on stage. Uh, and she made a joke about how I I looked like Drew Carey. That meant there was no way I was getting on stage. That was just <laughs> no. That, that was just not going to happen. That and we weren't a big enough group. I think we should have roped in five or six more friends along the way, but. Plenty of uh, game shows to go try to be a contestant on these days, Bucky. So we'll have to figure it out. 
get that singing voice ready. We'll get that duet uh, maybe in a couple of weeks and, and try to Ooh. make that happen. Okay. I don't right. know. I'll work on it. I'll get my chops. Work work on it a little bit. I mean, I don't dance, but maybe since my hand is the all better you sing, the less you have to dance. No, that's yeah, it. The, the better you sing, the less you have to dance. Well, I don't have to uh, do a Vegas misdirection by dancing around when I can't sing. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the way it works. At Bucky Brooks on Twitter, where you find to find me over at Swollen Dome. We'll circle back to the PGA Championship because you did have the withdrawal of Tiger Woods and you know, we, we need to make mention of it. A very difficult third round physically, the questions of where he's at. But for the PGA Tour, that longstanding question remains. We'll ask and answer it next year on Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday here. Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Just getting rolling here on a Sunday morning. Full slate of sports. We'll get back into the NBA playoffs coming about 10 minutes from now. But we'd be remiss if we didn't at least take a quick turn to the PGA Championship. I see M. Pereira atop the leaderboard. And I just think of our beloved rules analyst, Mike Pereira, Bucky. And thinking he yeah. was going to be, you know, swinging the sticks and then turning to you and giving you a, a ruling as to how things should have operated. 
you, you thought he would give you a ruling. A ruling well, you know, operate. it's like Mike, Mike Prairie Mike used Prairie to. would just jump in. Well, we used to have those great uh, conversations where Jason, my, my partner during the week, Jason Smith, for those unawares, um, would ask him a question and there'd just be this five seconds of silence like, oh, you've just gone down to the, you, you've blown up Mike Pereira's mind because he can't even fathom the rules question that you're pondering here so i uh, it, it is what it is you know it gets, gets a little yeah. loose sometimes yeah um but that's what we do rule, rule you know the only thing that i that i would like to see change would be like the defensive pass interference thing it just bothers me it just bothers me because it's too big of a, a yard shift i think it needs to be egregious for it to be as big as we give it like at the spot I would like to see somewhere in between like the 15 to 25 yard thing that we see in college. See, I, I like that you, you bring that up because Bud Grant has some rules uh, and, and thoughts on making the game better. Yes, the former Minnesota Vikings head coach mm. uh, you know, started uh, waxing poetically about the game he loves. So we'll get into that as the show uh, wears on it. But the pass interference rule, yes, 40 yard hey, I'm just going to throw it up and hope something happens. And mm-hmm. if I, I get a completion, great. If I get an incompletion, fine. But the hope is that there's just enough uh, of a body that I'm going to get a, a dubious spot call uh, that comes up. But Tiger Woods withdrawing from the PGA Championship. Worst score in the event uh, that he's ever had. A 9 over 79. Had a triple bogey uh, at one point, And... Just, uh, quote, well, I'm sore. I know that is for a fact. We'll do some work, see how it goes. But it's a uh, the difficulty of watching a round go awry, right? We, we cheer, and you and I have been on air with Tiger Woods with some of these moments and the comebacks and the, the attempts to play. And, and you get excited, and there's a few shots, and there's like, all right, hope. Right? We I always quote the Shawshank. Uh, idea that hope cuts both ways, right? You got one point in the movie, it's hope is a very dangerous thing, and the other is that it's the best. And when we sit and watch one of these events that Tiger's entered, there's always that anticipation that there's going to be some portion of the Tiger that we remember. Now, he's still yoked. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's not, uh, you know, bury the lead there when it comes down to it. Uh, but you had the PGA... President Jim Richardson, quote, we admire Tiger's valiant effort to compete here at Southern Hills. Wish him the best as he continues to recover from his injuries. So just a uh, difficult, difficult watch during Saturday's activity uh, and, and watching some of those holes. So but for the PGA, anytime he enters, there's just that much more meaning to the tournament. Right. That's where we're still at is because, you know, we're always talking about next we don't have next. We got a bunch of guys, and right now, uh, none of the usual suspects are atop the leaderboard. But you know, Tiger Woods is, is still a, a marquee name that gets the flashing lights and and gets eyeballs and clicks. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's the biggest draw because without him, like a lot of people still don't go to their t- television sets. And so, I think what we have to do with Tiger Woods is we have to just appreciate him being out. Uh, on the course and walking around and not put the expectations that he is going to win tournaments again. If he does, great, but he's not going to be the Tiger that was magical, that captivated our minds and attention. He's just not going to be that guy anymore. But enjoy him 
while he's there because when he's not there, people just don't tune tune in. Despite the great set of golfers that we have at the top and what we've seen, the excellence from the, the, the people that are normally at the top of the leaderboard, no one kind of resonates with us like Tiger. And so we just have to appreciate him while he's here. Has yet to commit to the next major, the U.S. Open uh, in Brookline, Massachusetts. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's still a few weeks away here uh, in the middle of June. But to your point, I mean, that is, that is certainly the 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 larger context to it. You know, when we talk about athletes that have been so great for so long is, you know, the Tom Brady angst I know that people have. Would you just go away? It's like, no, nope, eventually uh, they'll, they'll be gone. And then you'll lament that they're not here for you to boo or cheer for. So we'll, we'll keep with that. Uh, the... NBA playoffs roll on back into the Western Conference. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Greetings. Welcome in. It's hour two of the program here. A beautiful Fox Sports Sunday with you here. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Bucky, hour one goes by fast. We got some F1 racing going live from Spain. So about halfway through that race right now. So good times. Actually closer to two-thirds as we go. Uh, Norris and Verstappen and some of the usual suspects uh, atop the leaderboard. So we got that. We got the PGA Championship. I got a tractor supply company uh, sponsored PBR event on. I got live live action and, and some pretty cool taped uh, violence ready to show here on a Sunday morning. Look at you, man. Just got it going already out the gate. Well, and then as soon as we're done here, it's the usual drive 50 miles to go watch more a kid's soccer. So, you know, it's it's good times all around. And we're coming Sounds up like on it. Memorial Day already. The kids are getting ready to get out of school. Congratulations to everybody that walked in your uh, graduation ceremonies here over the last. I mean, we did it a little bit last week and celebrated some of the athletes going back. I always love those stories, Bucky, that... Uh, you know, warms the heart, the promises to mom or grandma or or just their own self-edification or trying to create legacy for their children or whomever else just to say, hey, this is important. And always a reminder, as I've said all along, when guys for NIL deals, right, uh, you know, the lamentation of leaving early for a football draft or for the NBA draft is colleges don't close. You can always go back and learn more. Even if you have a degree, you want to go do something else. Plenty of opportunities. Nowadays, you don't even have to show up to a building. Do it all from the comfort of your computer. So True. good on those folks going back and finishing up. And and I know some friends of mine had uh, big ceremonies uh, going on yesterday. I'm sure they are still uh, celebrating the release from the college bills from their kids. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's 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 a monster, right? It's a monster. It's one of the things that, uh, as a parent, you try and save up and sock away all your little uh, pennies, knowing that your 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 kid may go to uh, a private institution like college, and it, the the costs are ridiculous, particularly if it's out of state. Even going for an in-state public school, like sometimes it can be a lot and bust the budget. And so it's one of those things where when you get to graduation, there is the celebration of hallelujah. Uh, you're going on to the next phase phase of your life. But really, for a lot of parents, it's, whew, at least we can drop that bill. <laughs> right. I can get a couple big, of my dollars yeah, back. <laughs> get a couple of dollars back because, look, it's hefty. It costs a lot to go to um, 
colleges in this country. And so it's one of those things you have to kind of bake into the budget. Yeah, you've got a uh, son in college now. I know you're celebrating some of the victories. Uh, they've had uh, the baseball squad there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're starting to go through that process with my daughter of uh, looking into different uh, – programs and and what she may want to do my older one so yeah it's uh it's a fun and exciting but daunting process and uh, i've actually got an inordinate number of uh, friends out here bucky that are actually going back to chicago their kids they've got no ties to chicago but they're heading to depaul and other schools for uh for college i'm like all right here's some of the great spots in the neighborhood oh wait no 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 you're still too young for some of the great spots in the neighborhood But I can yeah, tell you no. where to get a good slice. How about that? Oh, uh, a slice. I'm overdue for a little Chicago slice. I, say, I feel like I want some Chicago pizza. If I were here later in the day, I'd bring in some Chicago pizza for the crew. Maybe, maybe I have to do that next week. Maybe. I, I have maybe, the you Memorial know, Day holiday. Yeah, who, bring that yeah. in, and then we've got a uh, – we, we, we do have a toaster oven in the back, so may, we can make that happen. Yeah, who's to say that you can't have a pizza for breakfast? No, that's what I mean. I, I just have to order it the day before. That's all. And make the effort yeah. to get up here so that it's ready to go. But I can't leave it in the fridge here because there's no way it's surviving. Oh, no. You have to put your name on it like college. Nicely done. And even then, that didn't work. <laughs> would have been, sure. been nice to have some of those uh, little security cameras back when I was in college. Who keeps taking my stuff? But that's the way it works. That's how it goes. Uh, you know what? The Mavericks... By uh, breaking a bunch of three-point shots in the third quarter after building out a big lead, uh, they allowed the Warriors to come and take their stuff in game two. See, there that's what you call a professional segue <laughs> back into a, a topic. 2-13 from three-point range in the third. Uh, Jason Kidd, quote, you rely on the three, you can die by the three. And it's just been interesting to watch the, the Mavericks go so reliant on trying to play the three-point game, that operational efficiency in the, you know, in in range, right, in the paint ha- has been lost, right? The mid-range jumper, I thought DeMar DeRozan was starting to give it a good name again for folks, but uh, for the most part, we're still talking about three-point arc being the be-all to end-all. But in that Warriors-Mavericks game, as well as Dallas shot early, I mean, the law of averages says you're going to cool down a little bit. And there was no rebounding. Like, you're talking about a huge rebounding margin. And then the points in the paint, we talked about Looney and his big game effort, uh, were 62-30 to 30 in that game. That That is a losing formula and a way to get, you know, things chipped away pretty fast because long rebounds, fast break opportunities, and the Warriors certainly cashing in time and again. So 2-0 heading back to Dallas. Enough fight in this squad that I think they may be able to extend it a little bit, Bucky, but it, it seems like we're on path to the uh, Warriors reclaiming the the Western Conference crown and having that dynasty extended, right? Dynastic. I, I don't know what word. Like, dynasty is the only word we can use there. It's like saying very good for a long time is boring. So we, we talk about dynasty and the running towards conference finals and NBA finals appearances. Looks like we might get that core and Steve Kerr back one more time. And it's something I've wondered this whole playoff season, how much they pride that themselves in. Not only did we get back here, but we didn't need to bring in some other big swinger 
you know, you know, a, a big heavy hitter like Kevin Durant again to get it done. You know, I actually think what this will do if they're able to pull it off, they run it, run the table, and, and and finish it off with a championship. I think we will respect them more now than we did previously when they won what three in five years. See, because I think previously it was, I mean, yeah, but you stacked the team who couldn't win with Kevin Durant added to a team that had already won a title. But now, because everyone had kind of poured dirt on them because, you know, they had the injuries to Clay Thompson. They fell apart. They missed the playoffs for a few seasons. And then they come back. I think now you have a greater appreciation for the job that Steve Kerr has done. You have a greater appreciation for how good Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green were as a unit. And I believe this kind of puts them in a different stratosphere if they're able to pull it off. As it relates to the Mavericks, like, here's my thing. Everyone has kind of taken what the Warriors have done. But the problem is everyone wants to shoot the three, but they're shooting it more than the Warriors do who have two of the best shooters that we've ever seen. And so we have all these guys jacking up these threes. And, yes, it's feast or famine. And so they feasted in the first half, and then it was bleak in the second half. At some point, I get the analytical uh, approach. It's either threes or layups. And I think for the Mavs, they got to focus on kind of building up the layup part and then get back to the three. Well, build inside out. Now, they did have some success early with the drive and kick. And then, well, there were no drives, right? Sustained bailout three-point mm. sh- shooting is not going to work, right? Let's run the shot clock down. And then, all right, it's a 30-point or 30-foot three-point shot. Like, it's just not effective basketball trying to hold on to a lead with a team that can get out and run like Golden State will. I mean, they got dunked on by Clay Thompson. That might have been the highlight of the night is that Clay had such a wide open lane that he went in and dunked. And I I wish I screenshotted all the Mavericks players looking at each other. It's like none of us contested that. Really. Hmm. None of us contested this guy who's coming back off two big injuries, missed two plus years, seemingly moving in slow motion to the lane, yet he still got there for the dunk. Yeah, he, he, he still flashed it. You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I think I was as surprised as you might have been to see him go and dunk. And even though, look, man, he's over 6'5", he should be able to dunk. Should be, sure. But, yeah, but he, he kind of put it on the floor and made a move. I think I'm so used to watching him catch and shoot and get it up that you're like, oh, he, he actually can put it on the floor and make it happen. Yeah, every now and again, right? That, you always be able to have that in the bag. Just you wonder how much of the bag is left because that's part of the question for these Warriors and why they're so interesting this year is that they'll have the the grand decisions to make because you still have money on the books for Clay, mm-hmm. and obviously you're looking at Jordan Poole, who's already a third year guy. Money committed to Draymond and Steph, who Steph when healthy still puts up his numbers. Like it's a different game that he's playing a little bit more uh, now than it than it was. But Draymond still fills the stat sheet, emotional guy, emotional leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, look, all of these guys have become master thespians in terms of being able to to bait an official into an erroneous call. But, look, you, you're fooling the eyes live, right? You can't fool the camera, but you might be able to fool the official on the, the court, and that's all that matters. So we've seen a couple of big calls in these games as well where it's like, wow, that's phantom. But that's a reputation, that's a veteran, that's a superstar call, and that's part of what the NBA game has always been. So you try to leverage that 
to your advantage as best you can. But from an organizational standpoint, we talk about organizational stability being so important. They've at least got that next iteration of players coming up between Kaminga, Poole, whatever James Wiseman becomes. Obviously, they're still holding out hope that, you know, he's everything they anticipated when they drafted him as they did. But right now they just would uh, love that he could actually contribute rather than worried about him being a star just yet. But you, you've built the next iteration while the veterans are still there playing great basketball. So they've got the best of both worlds, but eventually some hard economic decisions that'll have to be made. Uh, I mean, look, that, that's, that's part of it. And that's, that's the thing. When you build up a team and you have a good team, you have to make choices. And um, the decisions that you make, whether it's on experience or youth or production potential, all those things will play a part in how long you're able to keep it together and keep it on the uptick. And so, yeah, this would be a, a challenging off season for them, but it's a lot easier uh, doing it when you win than when you lose. Well, there's no question about it, right? Always better to be from the drawing board when you're sipping a little bit of uh well, maybe not the bubbly, uh, but feeling <laughs> good about where you're at as opposed to, all right, we've been home since the you know regular season ended and now we're looking up at all these teams, particularly in the Western Conference, because that, that's the hard part uh, and the unspoken part, I think, a little for some of the teams that bowed out earlier didn't make the even the play-in tournament is, all right, not only do we have to try to fix some of what we're doing, but we're trying to figure out how to get to the top, and there's an awful lot of teams to pass. It's like being in the final weeks of a regular season and looking around going, all right, we may not get be able to get to first, but you know, in baseball, can we get to the second wild card? How many teams do we have to jump? How many series? And you start playing that game and schedule watching all the way through. For the NBA, a little bit the same. We certainly did it this year because we wanted to see Brooklyn and Los Angeles in, if for nothing else, to see the train wrecks finish at the end of the year, which, well, they both did. Uh, for different reasons. So we we keep going. Uh, NBA playoffs continue later on tonight. Western Conference Finals, as it were. We'll see if Luca and company can get something going uh, on the home court. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. And coming up next, we take a spin to the NFL. And the it's a toss-up when asked to describe, well, what are your feelings? What do you want? A superstar. That's what he t- described his quarterback position and quarterback room as. And I'm not very uh, emboldened or excited about that response. We'll tell you which team and what he's talking about next here on Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Tight End University. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you here. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Tight End University year two underway in the greater Nashville area. George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and 50 of your closest friends getting together to talk about the greatness of the game, work through the position, do some good work with the Boys and Girls Club there in Middle Tennessee. All sorts of stuff. But it's George Kittle's comments about the quarterback situation in San Francisco that lead me to you, analyst, mentor, scholar, NFL Network personality, NFL.com contributor, my guy Bucky Brooks. Uh, when he's talking about the ability of Trey Lance mind-boggingly, say that five times really fast mind-bogglingly uh exceptional right the opportunity potentially for greatness therein but talking about lance versus garoppolo ah, it's a toss-up and then earlier this week we also had more related to trey lance uh when we had some comments that hit the hit the wire ryan harris who then had to explain it and went on twitter and explained it some more former O-lineman and, and now an analyst, uh, and he was the latest to kind of raise the hand on Trey Lance, saying, quote, from players I've talked to and coaches I've talked to with the Niners, he's really leaving a lot to be desired in terms of the fitness of his arm, whether or not he can digest the playbook, and can he really start to process the game at a high level. Young quarterback, okay, hearing that, uh, picking up a, a full offense depending on the, the you know the type of year that you're having and, and how much you get integrated early on. That's not surprising, right? I mean, we've heard that with, with first-year quarterbacks that maybe maybe there's a little bit uh, of lag in terms of getting game-ready and digesting all of that, particularly a Kyle Shanahan book. Maybe you get, get a little more of a, a long pass there. But, but, Bucky, there's been so much on the Trey Lance – isn't getting it, and Harris the latest to jump onto that side of things. 
Like I'm trying to figure out what's real, what's imagined. And, and obviously, George Kittle's going to be a great teammate, so now he's acting as his super hype man. Because if he does win the job, that's the guy throwing to him. So you got to get that, you know, all, all, all the laudatory praise and about his arm strength and ceiling as you can for Kittle. I'm trying to figure out what's the truth here. Well, here's the thing, and here's the thing that is frustrating on the outside looking in when it comes to Trey Lance, and I'll even say this about Jordan Love. Uh, I would say with both of those young quarterbacks, um, we haven't seen them enough to know whether they can play or not. Like practice accounts and all those other things are one thing, but you never know if a guy can play until they play in a game. Because the game moves at a different pace. It moves at a different rhythm. There are some guys who are great practice players but don't play well in games. There's some guys that are dog practice players but have a way of playing uh, at a high level in games. And so a lot of it is we want to kind of feed the frenzy. Uh, we want to know. We want to be able to speculate and have a hot take on a player or whatever. But with both of these players, but particularly Lance, until we see him have – a full season or two in Shanahan's offense, it's impossible to know where they can play. Back uh, years ago, Brian Billick used to tell me it takes 30 to 32 games to figure out if a, a young quarterback can play. That's two full seasons of starts before you can really assess where a quarterback is and where a quarterback could go. We've seen Trey Lance play, what, two, three games? Well, that's it. Maybe. Lucky is that. I mean, I mean so, to so be statistically re relevant yeah. in the larger world, right, you need 30 is the accepted sample size to say, all right, we've got enough data from which to draw a conclusion. So it only makes sense that we get to that same type of conclusion with a player, but you know, it's like microwave everything. We want it now, right? With Jordan love. I don't know what he is like and anybody trying to claim that they do, you know, to put it on him for a second, because there were some comments from Matt LaFleur, you know, just saying, Hey, he needs all the work he can get. Well, obviously, He's not getting any starts, right? Aaron Rodgers is a guy that doesn't miss games. So, yeah. you know, he we're, we're never going to see him really pushed getting first-team reps at practices and the opportunity. Now, obviously, the offseason, you know, if Rodgers' contract stuff had dragged on, then, yeah, you could have said, all right, Rodgers isn't there, so Jordan Love would be the beneficiary there. Well, that resolved itself. So that, that yeah. doesn't help him at all. It, it doesn't help him, honestly. Like, Mike, like, until he plays in games, it doesn't matter. Um, practice is one thing. I'm the biggest advocate for practice because, you know, the way that you practice, ultimately you create the kind of habits that will come through in game situations under pressure. That said, you can't replicate the intensity of a game in practice. You can't replicate the speed. You can't replicate, like, the complexity of what you're seeing in the moment and practice. And so you kind of have to bite the bullet when you have a young quarterback. You have to throw him out there at some point. Whether you want to redshirt him for a year, whether you want to play him right away, you will never find out if your quarterback can play until you put him in the game and you have to give him the game plan, let him start, tailor it to him, and let him work through some of those issues. And only after you've watched him play those 30 games that we said can you make a solid assessment on who he is and what he's going to be in this league. Yeah, the hardest part is also for these two particular players, you're talking about teams that are at the top of the conference, right? So it's not like you're you're pushing to make a change right off the jump, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, people can 
push away from him all you want. Mm-hmm. He does enough to get you into the winner's circle most of the time, right? Career record is fantastic. And anybody that does the, well, he'll give you a chance or two every game. You know what? Pretty much every quarterback does, folks. All right, that's part of his DNA. Like part of his DNA is he's going, he is going to toss it to the other team. You have to know that as a coach. You have to know that as a team. Like, hey, man, that guy gives it away a little bit. But we win games with him. And I think the telling thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is I try to be dismissive of him. Like, hey, man, they can get better. And they can get better. I do believe they can find a better option at quarterback. They, sure. They can have someone that can knock down the lips and do all the stuff that Cal Shanahan wants. But – We've seen this team play without Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kyle Shanahan's had a tar- hard time winning games. That same playbook that he's had, same playbook that he does all that that stuff that we ooh and ah about, he hasn't been able to win with the likes of C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins and other guys. So Jimmy Garoppolo deserves credit for being able to get him to the winner's circle. But then Trey Lance deserves an opportunity to kind of go through whatever growing pains he is going through on the practice field until he's ready to play. Here's what I will also say about Trey Lance. I think people have to understand, he didn't play his final season due to the COVID stuff. Yeah, we've seen Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons and some of those other guys who set out, play well. Quarterback is different. Those reps matter, and those game reps cannot be, cannot be duplicated. So you have de- replicated. You have to play the game to understand like how to read defenses, how to throw, what I can fit in, what my limitations are, where my boundaries are, all of that other stuff. And so until he gets those reps, look, man, we're just talking. We're just speculating. That's the beauty of this business is that that's what it's all about. How do we look to week one, game against the Chicago Bears, who's going to be under center? Obviously still a while before Jimmy Garoppolo is even able to throw a football. So, you know, when we do the line him up, he and Jordan Love, he'll, Lance will at least have the opportunity to go and make strides, right, to get all the first-team mm-hmm. reps, to get all of that uh, coach coach him up kind of mentality here in mini camps and at the start of training camp. I, evidently, uh, Trey Lance, part of the uh, tight end university, fun and excitement as well uh, per George Kittle. So we'll see how that, that flows. But opportunity – certainly knocks it. And when you are got an organization, and I mean, I guess that's the theme of the show, when you back it out between the NBA playoffs and what we're looking at in the NFL, is, yeah, you take your shots. And, and for San Francisco, they, they put a lot of assets into bringing Trey Lance in to prepare for the future, to prepare for the expansion of that offense and to make it more dynamic. But you're also winning in the interim. So it's trying to figure out how that bridge works but when you've got a little bit of institutional knowledge, we talk about it all the time, but consistency in the organization, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot lot easier path than with the chaos and turmoil that well, takes up two-thirds of the league, Bucky. We get to it, talk and draft. It's like, all right, here's what, in theory, they should do, but here's the, how you make a splash and get people excited, right? Because you're still trying to run a business and be an entertainment product while trying to climb back up. So trying to figure out what the reality is and recognizing where you are is often a difficult proposition. For San Francisco, it's the, all right, how do we make this as seamless as possible from the style of Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance in the future, and how fast do we need to do it? Yeah, I I kind of believe it's a situation where 
they they probably should have done it like um, the Baltimore Ravens did Lamar Jackson, where you put him in and you just roll with it. You make it happen. You you tailor and continue to tweak the offense around his talents. And eventually he will show you if he can play. And you may have to play a different way in those things. Like we've seen with this running game, with the running game, everything is going to be um, really easy for him, uh, Trey Lance, in the passing game. Uh, we see that Kyle Shanahan consistently creates easy opportunities for his quarterbacks. Play action, uh, two-man combinations, deep overs, um, things that are, I mean, one, two, three, simple Simon type stuff, high school reads. He does that. He does that through the, through the pen. And so my thing with Lance is what is the disconnect if there's a disconnect? Why is it that um, the coaches don't trust him enough to put him in there over top of Jimmy Garoppolo, particularly when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's shortcomings? And so there might be something there because obviously if you have a young quarterback who's talented enough, the tie normally goes to the young guy. So this should be a chance for him to – step up and take over and be the guy. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Another quarterback uh, hanging out in limbo. We'll get to his situation in a moment. But first, it's Isaac Lowenkron with an update on what's happening in our sporting universe. What's going on? The Miami Heat in a little bit of a limbo, but they have the lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Two games to one over the Boston Celtics thanks to a 109-103 to victory at Boston in Game 3 on Saturday night. The Heat led by as many as 25 in the first half, but then Jimmy Butler ruled out of the game at halftime, did not play in the second half because of right knee inflammation, and Miami had to hold on to win it at the end behind Bam Adebayo's 31 points. He also had 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday night, the Colorado Avalanche victorious on the road as well. Winning at St. Louis 5-2 in Game 3 of the Western Conference semifinals. The Avs lead the series 2 games to 1. Going into the final round of the PGA Championship, Mito Pereira, 27 years old, out of Santiago, Chile, has a three-shot lead at nine under par overall, ahead of American Will Zalatoris and England's Matt Fitzpatrick. Tiger Woods, clearly physically struggling, had to withdraw after shooting a nine over par 79 in round three on Saturday. Today, it'll be Pereira and Fitzpatrick teeing off the final pairing at 2.35 Eastern time. Also Saturday, early voting won the 147th running of the Preakness Stakes. Kentucky Derby winner Rich Strike did not run in the Preakness this year. And we've got a Major League Baseball game coming up. Just one hour from now, it'll be the Pittsburgh Pirates hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. Always a good thing when there is morning baseball, even on the East Coast. Mike and Bucky, back to you. Celebrate every sporting event that starts early. Are you kidding me? I mean, you got up really early and you had the F1 race got started. They're down to the final four laps as that one's finishing. We got the final day of of rodeo, so I'm getting some of the greatness uh, of yesterday's activity. I mean, there's so much going on. Makes us look forward to the NFL in London in the fall. Huh? We always celebrate that because we can uh, set up the day's game while mocking the Jaguars or whatever we've been fed. <laughs> Just like the yeah, Chargers did in their schedule release video. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well aware. I mean, I, I will say this. I hope the charges are as good as we expect because the social media team certainly put out some chum. In oh, the they wrote a lot of checks. A lot of checks. A lot of. I, I still, I, I want the NFT of the uh, Urban Meyer face, though. 
<laughs> can someone print that up so I can hang that on my wall? Get that still shot for that uh, Chargers <laughs> Jaguars uh, preview. Uh, thanks, Ilo. At Isaac Lowenkron uh, on Twitter. He's, he's, he's associated with the Chargers, so you can send him uh, your residual hate for anything uh, his the social media members of the team might have done to your squad uh, in that video. No, look, I, I like it. You got to get a fan the flames. Kind of like Drew Brees did with his tweet after exiting uh, NBC. How about oh. that? Uh, talking about a guy in limbo. We'll get to Baker Mayfield uh, and more uh, nonsense uh, related to if he were released. Like, well, he hasn't been. But we'll talk about that because uh, we, we're going to get a line of teams saying, yeah, that, that could be worth it. And it's all the usual suspects, but it's still great speculation in, in radio trying to figure out uh, a guy that's in, in limbo there. But for Drew Brees, talking about I can go learn pickleball, I'll go do this, I'll go do that, uh, probably will still end up broadcasting at some point. Uh, questions of whether he was expecting an ascent to uh, a top spot at NBC wanting to do games full-time, and that didn't come to fruition, and that's why they separated. All, all of that's between he uh, and his former employer uh, and whatever he tries to do on the broadcasting part going away, but he did throw up a a little line of maybe go back and play some football, which got the tongues wagging. I know he just had surgery, was a report from Ed Werder, so that's <laughs> out there. But, but did, did, I mean, he was a guy that the final two years of his career, we were looking at him wondering if he could make a throw 20 yards. He was just this side of Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, look, man, I know that he would love to go back and play if he could because normally that's comfortable. Especially with what Whenever. New Orleans is now built in that receiving room. Yeah, like normally when you have um, – failures in one area you you, you want to go back to your 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 happy spot like right your comfort zone and so that's always been playing for him but if drew Brees popped on the tape and watched himself drew Brees can't go back and play in this league anymore he can't throw he couldn't throw and it was an issue like you can't smoke you can't play small ball his mind is willing but his body can't deliver and so he has to figure out what is going to be the next step you know if it's not broadcasting what else can he throw himself into but Playing, playing can't be an option. No, I, I I, thought it was an interesting line to throw out there, and obviously you bring in Alave, you look at the wide receiving core that's been built. Uh, Michael Thomas expected to come back, uh, and who knows what he is, right, after being away from the game, injuries and everything that he's had. So we'll, we'll see what Jameis Winston's working with there. But I can understand wanting to uh, reclaim a little bit of past glory, particularly when you keep seeing Tom Brady chugging along but folks have to remember the uh, wounded ducks that were being thrown 12 to 15 mm. yards down the field like we're not oh talking God. hey he's going for the downs to uh whatever kenny stills and some of those uh devery henderson and guys of years past like that devery henderson going back to the you know early 2000s mm-hmm. for that one but they had a number of those wide receivers that yeah he was good once or twice a game for those, but that was never the game. And then towards the end, it really disappeared altogether. So it it's just a curiosity. And that one came out, obviously, in the wake of all the Tom Brady stuff that we talked about last week. You can always find the podcast of that conversation because that was fun. I think we took it into directions that you didn't hear elsewhere in the radio landscape. Uh, go to iTunes, wherever you get your podcast go to fox sports weekends find brooks and Harmon. download it give it five stars evangelize send it to your friends hey father's day is coming up that's a good gift 
the link of the podcast. It's well, free, yeah. and it just keeps yeah. going. I didn't cost you a little bit of your time. Make a nice card. Buy a nice six-pack. Get mom a nice six-pack. You know, maybe you're late on Mother's Day. I mean, there's still a lot you can do, but it's always one of the greatest gifts, 365 days of entertainment every year here on Fox Sports Radio. How's that for a sell job? Nice sell. Thanks, buddy. Find Bucky's work, NFL.com, NFL Network, FS1, uh, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter for all the latest that he's working on, mentor, coach, and obviously here every Sunday on Fox Sports Radio with me, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific. You get four hours of oral greatness uh, rolling through into your sporting day. Uh, And obviously we're counting weeks till the NFL, but plenty of action, plenty of speculation and rumors to help fuel the fire. So from Breeze, how about we keep it in the NFL and we'll turn to the fun and exciting world of Baker Mayfield next because, well, one of the teams that was speculated about early, well, now you've got analysts saying, yeah, 100%, which always makes me laugh. So we'll get into that next year on Fox. It's over in Spain. F1 race is finished. Am I that big a nerd, Bucky? I mean, I'm going global here. <laughs> We're bringing in auto racing. Uh, Max Verstappen, uh, the victor in this race. Team Red Bull finishes one and two with Sergio Perez finishing second. Lewis Hamilton, fifth. There you go. I'm getting worldly because we also have the French Opens underway. There's already been a couple of upsets on the women's side. There's There's a lot of stuff going on, Bucky. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on everywhere. I think it's fascinating that you brought up the Formula One stuff because in having conversations, this might be the new thing. I didn't know this, but they said that Steven Ross off that Formula One race that he had in Miami a few weeks ago, he makes more money than he will make on all the Dolphins games combined this year. Well, welcome to the new world order here, right? Is oh. that, I mean, they've, they've announced oh. a, a date in Vegas for next year. For an F one race, I mean, there there's money to be had. Look, it's it's the the question of how big you want it. Like, if you go full in, then potentially saturation and all of that stuff hits, and and you're trying to make sure you're you're feeding the audience. But you know, it's there, right? It's a global sport, and you've got folks that get together for races early a.m. I mean, this one started long before we were even on air. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we've been on for almost two hours. So I got to watch it all live and in living color here uh, in the Fox Sports Radio studios. So fun, fun, exciting events to get things started and, and a crowd that is just, I mean, they're color coordinated uh, for their favorite squads and drivers. So it's cool <laughs> stuff. But it, it's always that, you know, you look at a marketplace that you're going to enter. Like, say you decide I have started brewing the best home beer ever and I want to make this my business. Well, you're not looking to topple, you know, Budweiser, Coors, and and all those giant market shares. No, it's a huge business, billions of dollars, and you're just trying to capture your little sliver of it all. Likewise, for F1 in the United States, you don't need to have it all. It's like when people get all excitable about ratings and, and really get uh, up in arms over NBA playoff ratings, whatever, you got to recognize all the different ways that The product is consumed, disseminated, distributed, repackaged, and sold. It's far more than just what shows up on your TV screen for two to three hours on a Sunday afternoon or evening. It is. I mean, it's it's all part of a bigger grid and 
programming and trying to figure out like what's important, what's going to be topical, what is going to catch the attention of those. And so everyone is done with that in mind. I am just, I'm just fascinated at one, the amount of stuff that we look at and how we can kind of get captivated. I told you the, the, the formula one thing I, I literally asked friends, like, is this something that I need to get into? Because it seems like it might be the new thing. I saw all the cool people there, and I want to be a cool person. So I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, you got guys like Jordan and others kind of looking at it, dipping their toes in and, and everybody kind of trying to figure out the financials of it all, of whether it's something to gravitate to. Or I, I can tell you from the collectibles side of things, it's taken off like mm. crazy in the last two years. Like it's always wow. been there, and it's in certainly in Europe huge, but now – stateside with some of the trading card releases and even going back to early Lewis Hamilton cards, uh, people looking for these young drivers as they're coming up and, and going all the way through to some of the just cards uh, of the, the cars themselves, right. And celebrating the teams, the engine makers and whatever else there's, there's a whole other community that's getting exposure here in a different way. And so, yeah, it's it's picking up some steam. And once they announce that Vegas race, like, all right, you don't have to do it 35 times, right? That's the the difficulty, like, of a NASCAR schedule. You're you're trying, to, like, you've got your loyal folks, and obviously you've got some that'll be able to go to multiple events, but filling 36 times is difficult. You do it a couple times in the in the U.S. and build gradually. Yeah, you're going to build the audience but you're going to fill it up, right? We talk about it, you know, every, events in Los Angeles. Like, no matter if there's 81 dates for the Dodgers, how many millions of people are here? That means that some small percentage of folks decided to make that their Sunday, Monday, wh- whatever day of the week kind of entertainment. It's still just a fraction. Likewise, here uh, of a giant population, 360 or whatever we're at, million in the country, you, you need 70,000 to fill a stadium. I think you yeah. should be able to get that pretty easily. Yeah. Not to mention, yeah, folks, 70, if it's 000. in Vegas, that'll jump a, a plane to come do the event for the week, right? Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's the thing. Anything in Vegas typically pops. Well, how do we get fractional ownership? That's really what it's all about now, Bucky. How do you <laughs> and I get our couple of chips that we can put to the center of the table? You know, the money earned working here on Fox Sports Sunday. How do we push those chips to the center of the table so I can claim some portion of, of Red Bull ownership? That's it. That's that's really what I'm at. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it is. I mean, it's got to be beyond the max for stopping rookie cards that I've got sitting graded in a stack at my house. <laughs> That is fun. See what I did? Yeah, I did. I saw. I, 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 I got saw a mini you, I saw you got that in. I saw you got that well, in. Full disclosure, I'm well diversified when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> so funny. So funny. You just laugh at me. <laughs> at Bucky Brooks on Twitter is where you find him. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Now you got, I mean, come on, you got the pageantry of a, a literal metal stand that goes out there, and they get to, you know, shed some tears of joy after drinking a bottle of champagne as fast as they can. Uh, and getting back out there, big presentation in front of all the crowd. I mean, come on, it's pageantry, pomp, and circumstance. We love that stuff. We do love that stuff. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I get Who doesn't it. want to go dancing with Mark Madsen and Shaquille O'Neal at a parade? I mean, it just lives forever. <laughs> it does live forever. Yeah. Hope you Coming up next, we turn our attention back to the NFL uh, and the Cleveland Browns. And what's next? 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Locked and loaded, hour three of the program begins. It is Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Extra cup of coffee, I raise mine to you wherever you are listening. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time here, Fox Sports Radio. Whether it's on the iHeartRadio app, you know, you can take us and listen to us wherever you go. Stream it loud and proud if you're heading to a uh, tailgate. I don't know, maybe these uh, regional high school things, your kids playing in a soccer tournament, whatever, blare it, make it loud, and and I'll be the obnoxious guy on the radio uh, helping to stir up the crowd. Oh. Uh, Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks, uh, my partner, five years in the league, uh, analyst, it worked in the league as well, NFL.com, NFL Network, where you can find his latest Always at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. How we feeling? Two hours in. We've already got an F1 race done. We've got uh, Premier League action now underway. I mean, there's so much going on. I can hardly contain myself. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. It's a great Sunday. Like, this is what you want Sundays to have a bunch of different things. You want to be able to sit on the couch and watch a bunch of different sports. We got postseason basketball. We got hockey in full earnest. You talked about Formula One. We have a bunch of different stuff. This is great. Yeah, it's it's the best of of all worlds, right? Is all these sports running at once? The NHL playoffs have been fantastic uh, as well. Some high scoring action. I mean, in the Edmonton Calgary series, we had fifteen goals in Game One, eight in Game Two. So we'll see what the uh, Game Three holds for us. Just action and adventure uh, at every turn. So all of that, we've got. Action at Roland Garros already with the French Open PGA Championship underway. No Tiger Woods. He withdrew. So now we see if uh, Pereira can hold off. We learned earlier from Isaac Lowenkron that he has fewer than 2,400 followers. I'm going to have to go at him so, you know, we could become best friends too. (laughs) Okay. All right. Best friends. Everybody. I'm all about, you know, putting my my bear hug on, on the world at large, Bucky. You know that. Yeah, I get that. As much but- as I like my solitary time and being left the hell alone, I do love people and the energy and, and trying to find out what makes people tick. I mean, that's what it's all about, building that great community. A building a community is never bad. So I'm with you on that. Right? Especially if bit by bit, we're all going to make sure we bond together so we can get in on the ground floor of F1 uh, monetary uh, things happening here in the States. See what I'm doing there? Got I'm going to build my own collective. Like I'm an NCAA football booster. We're collectives now. No, no longer a bunch of rogues sitting around with briefcases and bags of cash. We're, we are a collective. I dig it. Maybe there's a movie to be written there as well. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. One one story that we've been following a lot, and coming up this week, there's going to be an HBO uh, special dedicated to some talking to some of the women uh, that have accused Deshaun Watson of his uh, behavior and the uh, assault and aggravated um, situations, right? Mm-hmm. It's still trying to figure out you know, that process, uh, Rusty Harden uh, came out with a statement, quote, we should know what their position is initially. 
talking about the NFL sometime in June, and then everybody will figure out if there's going to be a hearing about it or if people can work things out or whatever. This is what he told, told Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer on Friday. The only thing that's certain is that they want to try to get everything done this summer and earlier than later in the summer. Past that, we don't have any firm date or possibilities. The curiosity, you know, when we're talking about the deposition and and truly how long this could play out or in the legal process is, is the curiosity. Hardens told Cabot that Watson was questioned for three days this week by NFL investigators, uh, Lisa Friel and Jennifer Gaffney. Quote, this idea that the NFL hasn't aggressively investigated this is totally, totally false, as evidenced by the fact that he's already spent three days with them. They've obviously done a, bu- a bunch of research and have done a lot of work themselves, and they need to do some more. Or they say they need to do some more. So now the curiosity is how quickly does the NFL work to finish this? Because Harden also said that there's nothing imminent in terms of any type of settlement to resolve any of the 22 allegations that have been put forth against them. So the NFL in the wake of the Trevor Bauer decision by Major League Baseball, two years uh, is what you're looking at there, plus, and, and all the millions that on his contract that he will not collect is a little bit of pressure to show your teeth related to your own policies and personal conduct policies, but also trying to ascertain how that relates to the legal process. Now, obviously, in Bauer's case, There's no charges pending, but the league decided to go heavy-handed with the approach or appropriate, depending on your point of view, right? Uh, Again, legal versus what the league needs to do. But right now, Roger Goodell and company, you know, they they still have the the wounds, I guess, for lack of a better term, from what how they handled the Ray Rice incident when a videotape ended up coming out and changing how we looked at personal player discipline forever yeah no i think the league has to be careful i think the reason why they've gone slow is because um they're trying to kind of kind of measure it out and kind of see what is appropriate here's the thing i don't think trevor bauer's suspension no matter what mlb did uh i don't think that that i have sway necessarily on the national football league the national football league has some precedence when it comes to dealing with cases that are similar in nature to Deshaun Watson, even though you may not have charges. Uh, a couple of years ago, they did a deal with Ezekiel Elliott. I want to say Ezekiel Elliott, where Elliott received six games, and that was one that was not adjudicated in court. And there wasn't um, there wasn't nearly the level of uh, the allegation. More or less came and went, but and it was one, but yeah. they still gave him a six game suspension. To the maximum of what the personal conduct policy allows. Right. And then you had Ben Roethlisberger, who before that was given, was it six that was cut down to four? Mm -hmm. Uh, When he had the two um, sexual assault, like kind of, I can't even say. Investigations, allegations, all that other stuff. Because Marcus, I want to make sure I give it this proper respect. So he received four games, well, six games originally, and it was cut down to four games. So if you go back and you look at, like, the precedent, he's looking at six games, right? Like, that's what the league has done or whatever. It would be challenging, I think, for the league 
to go well above that because when you think about like the CBA, you think about the union and all those other things, I just think it's going to be hard for them to impose something that is similar to what MLB did with Trevor Bauer. I just, I know people have said that and that's kind of been the buzz on, oh, well, the league could take uh, a, a clue from, you know, Major League Baseball and kind of really go heavy handed on Deshaun. I think they will go heavy handed, but I don't think it'll look like what the Major League Baseball suspension looks. Yeah, I think it comes down to the the CBA, as as you mentioned, Bucky. I mean, you're trying to – all of it is the partnership, right, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out and be fair to the process. And for the league, it's it's also the – as soon as Roger Goodell and and the league got into this business, right, which is in the old days – I mean, you, you came up as it was transitioning a bit, you know, into the league was under Tagliabue, as long as you were available on a Sunday, have at it, mm-hmm. right? And trying to put in a policy when no two cases are ever going to be the same, right? They may have the same banner, the same headline, the same general accusation, but no two cases are going to be the same all the way through it becomes a difficult proposition and something that needs to be reset, remeasured uh, with some on a, on a continual basis without question. And then in this case, you know, when, when I'm not surprised to hear Harden say what he did here, right. That mm-hmm. the league had been investigating in quiet because the, the accusations from a lot of the media is like, well, they're not doing anything. I'm like, I don't believe that for a second. It's like you can't tell me that every team has hired investigators to turn up anything someone may or may have said or done in eighth grade before drafting them and tell me that the league is sitting on their hands wishing and hoping that this just goes away with Deshaun Watson. I, I wouldn't believe that for a minute with the amount of security and, and when we're talking about protecting the shield and the billions of dollars that you know a guy that just got a $230 million guaranteed deal, yeah, they're just – sitting on their hands wishing that it just goes away. Like, nobody lives in fantasy land to that degree. No, no one lives in fantasy land to that degree. And you are right. Like, with the amount of money that he receives and all the attention and everybody is going to be paying attention to this case. And, you know, a lot of times we we, we talk about it. We talk about, like, you want to make sure that the suspension is fair and that, the league is giving it its proper due based on um, the nature of the alleged acts and those things. The thing that we always have to remember is not only the victims in play, but Deshaun Watson and, and going back and forth and having his day to, you know, tell his side of the story and those things. And then the league being able to kind of take whatever it is, uh, come up with doing the investigation Deshaun Watson size and if they've talked to uh, any of the victims all of that stuff and kind of put it together and kind of figure out where should they stand with it but I would say this if I'm the Browns if I'm anybody like you want this done because you want to be able to go into the season knowing exactly what it is and I think it's kind of fair because this has been a, a year long story at some point we need to wrap it up with the investigation, the suspension, and those things, so the league can move on. Because it really prevented um, the league from being able to put the Browns on primetime because they didn't want to specter the story overshadowing what the game would. And the league has always been good about kind of owning the PR machine. 
this is one where they need to get it resolved. And if they talk about it happening in June, at least when it happens in June, everybody can begin to make a step forward. Like, okay, here's what it looks like. Here's what it is. Here's how the, we can go forward and then just move on. Yeah, we did have earlier in the week uh, Deshaun Watson admitting uh, an apology to a crying massage therapist after a session and trying to suss that out uh, and the details therein. But but to your point, right, it's not the legal system, right? We we always uh, we have the movie Double Jeopardy uh, and people blow that out. Uh, if I'm pretty sure the NFL would be able to come back after Deshaun Watson if something were, uh, you know, more damning i i trying to find the right words to this to be sensitive to it right to where we're at in terms of allegations and the civil cases that are that are there versus always the potential for criminal charges to to get into play but at this point you could make the determination and rule and if you need to go back stronger you can now would people bemoan that saying you got gave them too light uh, a situation if more were to come out sure but you're dealing with the facts in evidence and in your investigations as you can as to to fairness to the browns well the browns knew what they were getting into when they signed the deal right that this was still hanging over and so i i can't say that i'm going to feel bad for them or worried about their prime time eligibility in that regard no 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 no. i'm not i'm not saying the team itself but i'm saying from a lead perspective like sure. say what we want to say about the browns the browns are a big brand much like the raiders the washington football team and all those other things like they have a national fan base it's not just localized and so when you kind of deprive those guys you're talking about more eyeballs or whatever so no not necessarily the browns and what the haslams are doing and what sean watson's doing but just look you have a huge fan base that this is a big deal and this team is expected to be good with or without Deshaun Watson so you kind of rob them of the opportunity to see their team on a major stage ah, they'll just have to buy a bigger cable package <laughs> right I mean they've always had to anyway this this success thing is a recent thing and actually being eligible for primetime consideration see how I tried to find the light in this I, I, uh, I of see. taking you know the factory of sadness and reminding them uh, of history uh, as it were all right we'll stick in Cleveland because you've still got a quarterback on the roster uh, that well nobody wants to pay the price for what happens is it contingent on what's going on with Deshaun Watson we'll talk about Baker Mayfield uh, and the world of speculation and analysts uh, theorizing next destinations Coming up next, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Yeah, we're rocking along here. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio. Action on the pitch. F1 race already done. We've got NBA playoffs later. The PGA Championship. I'm going to go drive to the middle of nowhere to watch kids soccer. And hopefully you all have something lined up today. A barbecue, a walk, maybe a nice nap. I don't know. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you here on a Fox Sports Sunday. The nap sounds good, doesn't it, Bucky? It does. It always sounds good. There's nothing wrong with a good midday nap. No, that's it. Always always try to work one in. Make sure uh, to work for balance and definition, as Arnold Schwarzenegger taught us so many years ago in Pumping Iron. All right, so we talked on one side of things with Deshaun Watson and where Rusty Harden and others, you know, thinking maybe June we have some sort of resolution. Well, a resolution there in terms of the league deciding on 
disciplinary action and perhaps maybe the cases themselves being settled, but nothing imminent there, according to Harden. But it would perhaps force the issue once and for all on what to do with Baker Mayfield. Now, if I were Baker Mayfield, I'd be showing up at every offseason conditioning thing and whatever. I'd be the guy in the room smiling and just going through the paces. I mean, I'd be that guy, Bucky, uh, as opposed to staying away from everything and waiting for stuff to resolve. No, 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 I'm still under contract. I'm still here. Hi. Uh, and just keep waving at you. Uh, 18 plus is the expected salary, right? And that's what he's on the books for for this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still the, all right, Seattle would be amenable and Carolina would be amenable. Folks, weeks ago, we're talking about Pittsburgh, but that was more before Pickett showed up. Uh, he and Mitchell Trubisky for this year. But for Baker Mayfield, a, a lot of it comes down to how much will the Browns eventually just say, all right, we'll eat a bunch of the salary, or do they wait for the outright release? You know, which is more likely or the Browns, I'd say I evaluate it and see what I could get for eating a chunk of the salary. And then moving on with whatever draft compensations or players you could get. But the waiting game continues here. I mean, not that anything has to happen imminently, but it's a story that just keeps getting legs and more and more teams get attitude. Well, they'd consider if he was free, i.e. a free agent signing. Um, I think the big thing for uh, Baker Mayfield is, yeah, he could certainly kind of accelerate the process if he did show up, if he did go and um, kind of sat in the quarterback room with Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, and those guys. I think the bigger thing is this with the Cleveland Browns. I think everyone around the league is, is kind of waiting to see if they're just going to drop him and when they're going to drop him. And they know at some point the other shoes are going to fall and they have to kind of let him go because they can't carry his salary and they can't keep him and Deshaun Watson and those things so it's a bit of a cat and mouse game um, you know the teams that you consistently hear that have been linked to him have been the Carolina Panthers and then the Seattle Seahawks the Seattle Seahawks are in the middle of a quarterback competition with Geno Smith Andrew Locke um, the Carolina Panthers seemingly uh, have their quarterback in Sam Darnold or Matt Corral. So if Baker is released and he goes, I don't, you know, there'll be a little clamoring for him because, you know, he's going to be on a veteran minimum. Uh, he was a former number one overall pick. Um, I don't know if this can be this feed and frenzy. Um, I, I, I just wonder, you know, and I wonder where he fits. And I, I wonder if uh, with all the stuff that's kind of coming out about his tenure in Cleveland, um, teammates and coaches like how he got along interactions i'm trying to figure out who signs up for that where he is right now because now you have two strikes against you in terms of um he already has some prototypical prototypical challenges but now he's coming off an injury and the other stuff when it comes to like leadership or football character whatever there's a lot so i don't know if this is an easy signing for the next team um, and I also don't know what the best opportunity is for Baker when Baker thinks about where can I go to kind of reignite my career. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's a tough one. Yeah, he is the the great enigma because there's been some good on tape, and you're always trying to figure out the locker room stuff. It's like we were talking about a little bit with, with Trey Lance, right, uh, earlier with all the whispers. Like, are these executives or people in the building that are trying to get out 
because you know, and just say, hey, you know what, I I, I didn't think it was going to work uh, ahead of it because if it goes wrong, they can raise their hand, go and see my evaluation was right. Are they the guys leaking information out the back door with Baker Mayfield? We've seen some success, but it's always the all right. Well, now we're getting the details a little bit from behind the scenes and trying to figure out what's real, what's imagined. You and I talked about it at the time with it playing hurt. You don't, you don't get a pass for it, right? Badge of honor to a degree. Okay, great. You were able to play with injuries, but you played badly with injuries. So yeah, how does that, that help? And you hurt your team because you couldn't play. It doesn't. It right? doesn't. So and that, the, that doesn't get yeah. you extra bonus points in terms of searching for your next squad. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't help as much as you would like to think that it helps that, hey, man, he, he sucked it up, he gritted it out, he did all these things. Nah, you don't get bonus points. Like, ultimately, when you walk on the field and you elect to play, people are judging you based on how you play. Um, you know, a few years ago when uh, James Winston had the 30 for 30, he had 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, he played that year with a broken thumb. Um, Dak Prescott had injuries, and uh, it impacted his ability to play down the stretch a couple of seasons three seasons ago when people he was trying to get his money and they were sure. talking about it so it is one of those things that when you run out the tunnel no one cares and you have to understand that and so we can talk about people doing these heroic things acting like they're John Wayne but the league has shown us time and time again they do not care and so every player has to make a decision okay this could work against me but I want to play so bad that I'm going to play well, and, and obviously with Baker, a guy looking at the time, thinking he was going to get his get a long term deal or set himself up See, as best, yes. right? Yeah. That's also working in it too. Of I'm not giving up my chair because they they're not exactly beholden to me, right? They didn't give me my bag, so I've got to keep proving who I am. Because if I give up the seat, then I may never see that bag. And instead, he ended up playing badly. And, you know, for Stefanski and the and company, I always wonder if in a nice, quiet corner of the uh, living room watching some bad TV in the middle of the night, if you were to say, do you wish you would have put Keenum in, whether you'd get an honest answer. You know, so he, he, here's the thing, like, I, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think, like, going, going back to the Baker thing, like, with now that OBJ is gone, and Jarvis Landry is in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think what you have to do is, if you're a team like thinking about Baker and what all the stuff that that, that Baker brings, I think you got to find a way to begin to talk to his teammates. I think what's telling, um, no one in that locker room has come out and defended Baker. To my knowledge, we haven't heard. Now you had, had a little bit in, in Joku. Yeah, uh, like, but it was it was very metered. Like it was not very effusive with praise. To the point where it's like, hey, you know, the Ter- Terrell Owens, I'm going to cry because that's my quarterback kind of thing. Yeah. We don't have any so, of that. We don't have any of that. And so I think before anybody can really see, you want to kind of see what, what you're taking on, you know, personality-wise, all that other stuff. Like, um, look, man, there, there are plenty of quarterbacks who've had personality, who have been good players, who have been able to lead their team and do things. You just want to you want to know what is it, what am, what am I stepping into? How do we have to handle it? Uh, is it something that we want to take on? Um, that's the main. I mean, that's 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 the main part of it. And then after that, you just try and make a good decision based on the team and where the team is at. Well, and I think that's the the last point is is the one I think I I jump on here 
for a second here, Bucky, is that we don't have a lot of chairs, for one. And so when you're looking and evaluating, you're also trying to figure out who you are as a squad, right? And being honest with yourself in the mirror of how close you are to competitive and for, say, Carolina, right? Part of it is, is Tepper ready to jettison Matt Rule, right? That's Mm. playing in the background of this. So if you're Matt Rule and company, are you going to lobby for him because he may make you a game and a half better or a game better? I don't don't know what that metric is, and I don't know what the odds maker would put on it, but say it's he's worth a game to you. What does that do for you in terms of your 2022 or your future? Not a whole lot. Yeah, right? And, so and so, so going the, and bringing that in, what, what, what's the ultimate benefit? Yeah, risk-reward. Because now where we're at, Mike, we, I mean, we, we, we're getting close to getting into June, right? So if he signs in June, he has a month at home to learn the playbook. And then he has whatever time you have in training camp. That's not a lot of time. Like, ideally, this would have been if you felt like he was going to have a legitimate chance to be your starting quarterback, you would want him early in the offseason. And to that point, if you felt that way, you would have offered up something to make sure you can get him or you'd have been more aggressive trying to figure out what teams offered for him and what do we need to do to get this deal done. You know, you would have done that because it's more important to have him in the building working, doing your stuff than doing his own thing. Yeah, I think it's uh, you gave us one of the lines of the year when you joined Jason Smith and I ahead of the draft, and we had all of this movement and the veteran quarterback market being much different than we'd ever seen, right, of the blank those picks and, and big offers and transactions and rumors, right, some of which never actually happened uh, as, well, you and I had, had theorized, right, with Aaron Rodgers, he didn't go anywhere. But it goes back to the line before the draft is all that activity showed you what the evaluators thought of this draft class. The fact that Baker Mayfield is still on the books for the Browns, as much as you can add the juicy storyline of, all right, everybody wants to penalize the Browns and not give, do them any favors. Okay, that's nice. But if I were mm-hmm. putting that on a big piece of pie, uh, that's about 2% of the 100%. The rest of it is we don't think Baker moves the needle for us. And I they're telling you that. I think that's the thing because understand what the Carolina Panthers gave up to get Sam Darnold. Like just remember where Sam Darnold was when the Carolina Panthers traded away picks to get him. Right. They did that knowing that Sam Darnold was struggling with the with the Jets. By all accounts, Baker Mayfield has had a more successful career than Sam Darnold. Yet, no one has been able to make an aggressive move to get that. This is in the same offseason in which we saw in the draft. One quarterback was taken in the first round. No quarterbacks taken in the second round. I mean, imagine, like, like, think about that. So they weren't overwhelmed by the draft class. You know what it is to get... Uh, a quarterback in terms of compensation. You weren't willing to meet that. And now he's out. I mean, he's not out, but technically he's kind of out. Like, And there's no one willing to pull the trigger in what would be a desperation situation. Crazy times ahead. We've got a lot of off-season still to come. More uh, rumor, conjecture, speculation, as it were. Coming up next, we've got a great story out of the NBA. What's it like to miss out of uh, an opportunity to be part of a big three? And it's because of your waistline. 
We'll talk about that coming up in a minute. But first, it's Isaac Lowenkron, who's got what's trending in our sporting universe. What's trending is sudden concern over the many Bucky Brooks-sponsored donuts I've consumed uh, over the years around here, uh, <laughs> leading to your waistline tease. So uh, I'll be listening thoroughly to that. I'm going to try and run through this as quickly as possible. We start with Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals on Saturday night. The Miami Heat wedding at Boston, 109-103 to to take a two-games-to-one lead despite playing the second half without Jimmy Butler due to right knee inflammation, and that's all the official word that has come out of Miami since then. Coming up tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, it's Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals as the scene shifts to Dallas with the Golden State Warriors leading the Mavericks two games to none. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday night, the Colorado Avalanche won at St. Louis 5-2 in Game 3 of the Western Conference Semifinals. The Avalanche leads that series two games to one. Today's Stanley Cup playoff action faces off at 1.30 Eastern time with Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals and the Tampa Bay Lightning hosting the Florida Panthers with the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning leading that series two games to none. At the PGA Championship, 27-year-old Mito Pereira out of Santiago, Chile has a three-shot lead at nine under par overall ahead of American Will Zalatoris and England's Matt Fitzpatrick. Pereira and Fitzpatrick will tee off the final pairing at 2.35 Eastern Time. Baseball just getting underway in Pittsburgh. It's the Pirates hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. My ears and waistline await the latest from Mike and Bucky. Thank you, Ilo. At Isaac Lowenkron, if you want to keep your mic open, by all means, uh, please do. Jermaine O'Neal sat down on the Knuckleheads podcast Mm. and talked about being part of the Miami Heat and he could have remained with the team as it began its big three era with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and Chris Bosh, but says, quote, they wanted me to re-sign. I knew that Bron and them was coming. I knew he was coming. And the realest thing I could tell y'all, you know they got that 8% body fat, right? For a big guy, that's heavy lifting. I remember going into the pantry at night looking at the Oreos. The Oreos looking at me, right? And I could. <laughs> Bro, I'm in full da- battle daily on what I ate. And I was like, bro, I'm 30-plus years old. I can't go through this. <laughs> and he said, wait, I'm too old to be having a debate whether I want to have an Oreo or not. I can't do this. Blank. So that's why I left Miami. <laughs> okay. Are you like he that? Coaches, he coaches not for everybody. Um it's not only the body fat thing. I hear about the conditioning test being ridiculous and how hard it is. 48 so, minutes of hell, baby. Let's go. Mm, that's that's something. That's something else. But I, I appreciate. That's a great story. And I love that. I love the Knuckleheads podcast, but I appreciate them pulling those stories out. But that is that's one hell of a story right there now. But think of it. <laughs> the, right? You got a good the career. Oreos, the Oreos were calling me, and I just couldn't mess with well it's like you know we all have our our inspiration and we we think about stories like that right when you're staring into a pantry staring into a fridge like i remember one of the first columns i wrote uh at yahoo not related to my waistline and, and food but was just kind of the you know all the trophies and and memorabilia whatever sitting around and i did a whole thing of uh the old head bobbleheads getting after me on fantasy baseball drafting with mm-hmm. the young guys. 
right? So here's old Ellis Burks with then with the Rockies yelling at me about, you know, this and then some of the upcoming rookies yelling at me. Eventually there was a George Lopez episode of his show where he had bobbleheads talking to him. So hopefully someone on the staff was a fan. I got no writing credit or story by or anything, <laughs> but you know, great inspiration uh, comes from the, you know, the same places uh, at times in, in comedy and, and certainly in radio and what have you, but just kind of the, the curiosity, I can only imagine you're an athlete. You've made, you made good money, right? You've had a good career. Like Jermaine O'Neal had a good career, but it's the, I, I could have been part of that. If I'd mm-hmm. committed to not having the Oreo and yeah. consistent, but I mean, consistency of, all right, I'm going to have to say no to all of these things based on the rigors and obviously metabolic changes as you get a little older. Yeah, it's a little harder. Don't want to sacrifice. You get tired of doing all the other stuff. Man, do I ever really have to get up and run? Do I, do I have to? So it goes from want to, to man, do I have to? It's a hard deal, man. Well, sure, the change and the league changing, right, to where we talk about it with the NFL, certainly the NBA, the same thing. It's like you don't – even though we joke about 1-2-3 Cancun when teams are eliminated, (laughs) what do you get? About 72 hours before guys are back in a gym or on a court getting ready for the next year, all right, or back with their their rehab assignments or masseuses or – you know, team physicians or whoever you're getting a plan in place to get ready for the next season because it gets on you that fat that much faster uh, as your body's recovering like that. It uh, it does jump on you faster, and you do have to make some changes, and it's hard because like it's funny when you you think about Jermaine O'Neal being dead old, but then I look at the team last night: PJ Tucker, 37 years old; Kyle Lowry uh, in his 30s. The sacrifices that those guys had to make. Um, to do it. Yeah, it's not for everybody, and it's hard. And then you think about, like, some of the great players that have been able to um, play great later in their years is because they paid more attention to their body, um, made sure that they were in the right, um, not only mental state, but physical state, to be able to play and play well later in life. All those recovery opportunities that's why i i ordered my tb12 recovery pants so i could be just mm. like tom he's bucky brooks i'm mike arm fox sports radios fox sports sunday and coming up next bucky alluded to it kyle lowry pj tucker and what they meant for the miami heat because when they you know they showed up just when the heat and eric spolstra needed them most we'll we'll look back at last night's game and at an epic uh collapse by boston no and i say that because of that first half. It's a collapse that they tried to recover from and didn't. And we'll tell you how it all came to bear next on Fox. Well, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks having some fun with you here. All our team assembled. We've got Iowa Sam on the ones and twos. Getting us uh-huh. into a little groove. Uh-huh. All right. Brandon Truff, our executive producer, and, of course, Isaac Lowenkron. Settle down just a little bit. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, always uh, a listener emeritus or whatever we want to give him. Uh, as it were, and 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 he's got to be a little excitable because well, there's basketball in Dallas later on tonight. We'll talk Warriors, Mavs coming up in about ten minutes. But uh, referenced it a, a couple minutes ago, Bucky, when we talk about glue guys and their meaning to squad, locker room guys, culture, all of that uh, on full display for the Miami Heat. And while they nearly gave away a, a and had stolen from them a twenty-five. Point lead. I use that term uh, specifically related to this game. 19 steals, 23 turnovers uh, help seal the deal. 109-103 is the final. Uh, it got to a one-point deficit for the Mavericks, but then a couple more bad turnovers, forced turnovers and steals, of course, uh, by, by Miami uh, and Bam Adebayo more than uh, producing his output of the first two games where he'd been invisible. But P.J. Tucker coming back, and he did a couple of great flops that might win him some awards uh, in the player awards uh, <laughs> if they, they start giving out acting awards uh, for flying around. But look, it's veteran savvy. Uh, there's a little bit of contact. He kind of got his hand on my back as I went for a rebound, so I'm going to fly into the third row. All of that, you got to sell it, just like you're in the WWE. I tell my daughter with her soccer team all the time. It's like, you know, your forwards need to be better sellers. She goes, what do you mean? Like, there's contact. You got to sell it. Like, 
yes, they're going to be out of position, which means you guys have to pick up. But, you know, you want a free kick up close every once in a while and a scoring opportunity. You know, they're, them selling the job up front is going to have to be key. But for the Heat, you build a huge lead. You lose Jimmy Butler, knee injury, uh, day-to-day, not expected to miss time as of now. I don't know how much is that uh, just putting that out in the press and waiting and seeing versus a legitimate, hey, we may see him for game four. But in the interim, it was the the KG veterans, including Kyle Lowry, who I, I don't know anybody could have had any grand expectations at all for him, who played a pretty good number of minutes but gave them good production uh, in his return to action. You know, when I think about Kyle Lowry coming back, the the one thing was the leadership. It was the leadership that he displayed at the end, the heart, the hustle, making the play, the savvy play that he made where he stole the inbounds pass, um, gave it to for the layup. That was critical. Being able to kind of settle this team in, it was not only Lowry, but Victor Oladipo being able to make some plays. This is a team that mixes youth with experience. They find a way to get guys to play the right way. And even though when you're following the Miami Heat, you have to know that you're going to have to live through some ugly moments, some ugly times when it comes to their offensive production, the one thing you never can question, they're going to play hard. They're going to be physical. They're going to challenge the opponent. They're going to make it uncomfortable for the opposition. And that's what they've been able to do. And so now they're sitting at 2-1. and one. We'll see what happens when Jimmy Butler uh, and his knee inflammation, if he's able to come back in game four. But Kyle Lowry returning and bringing that leadership, that was everything in this game. The haymakers thrown time and time again. What what a fun series this is. Uh, Hard-fought battles. Uh, guys that seemingly have the lid on the basket. I'm looking at you, Tyler Hero. Uh, 415 uh, yesterday, including 0 for 6 from 3 to help the Celtics get back into the game. But uh, Jalen Brown with 40 points, but 7 turnovers. Tatum with 6 turnovers. Uh, and when we look at those two stars, look, I picked the Celtics once we turned into the new year thinking they'd make a run, so I can't jump off them. So I, I need them uh, in seven. Bucky, that's where we're at at this. You need them in seven. I don't know if I can give them seven. I don't, I don't know. I, I do, I do want to see the one-on-one battle between P.J. Tucker and Al Horford, though. That's oh, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right, we'll get back to the Western Conference and the next iteration of the Warriors next year on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome in. Final hour of the program here. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you here. Find us on Twitter at Swollen Dome and at Bucky Brooks. I'll let you guess who is whom uh, in that regard. NFL Network, NFL.com. Read all of Bucky's latest there. And obviously here every Sunday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific, four hours of greatness uh, storytelling. The podcast will go up a little over an hour from now for whatever you missed this morning. Some deep dives. You did a lot of NFL. I will get turned back to the NFL in a little bit. We'll do the uh, a turn into the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson flare-up that we've got going on between the Yankees uh, and the White Sox. Uh, White Sox, uh, Tony LaRussa calling the term uh, racist with Donaldson uh, saying 
hijacky uh, to Tim Anderson. There's some more history and some to go back, but you know we'll we'll get into that a little later in the hour. But how you feeling, man? Four hours of uh, heavy lifting on a Sunday morning. Uh, it's not that heavy. There are uh, other things that we could be doing that would be a lot harder. We're talking about sports. This is great. I was going to say, I only got one game. arm, so I Come can't on. do most of it Come on. right now. You can do it. You do it. You build up the other one. Well, that's just it. I'll, I'll end up looking a little disproportionate, but that's okay. Uh, that means <laughs> Pop, I Popeye forearms. Well, yeah. you got to work to get those Popeye forearms anyway. <laughs> yeah. I or Steve that. Garvey forearms, as they used to be called back in the day as well. How about that? The Dodger legend. How about that? That is something. Steve Garvey. Well, there you go. He's still around, still does a lot of appearances on behalf of the team. One of the ambassadors, uh, that kind of thing. But he's never out of place? No, never. Ever, ever. Great signature, too, by the way. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, that's one of the classics. At one point, I had a, uh, they used to do uh, a barnstorming tour, the Happy Days crew. Like, they played baseball. And they would uh, play these games at Dodger Stadium. And at one point, I came in, into possession of a ball that was signed by Ron Say, Steve Garvey, and Ron Howard. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. And Steve Garvey's signature has not changed in 40 years. Really kind of kind of cool. Still every letter. Old every letter. Style. Well, it's funny because I, you know, I, I watch clearly. these things, and, it, and it's, yeah. you watch things evolve over time. And uh, Larry Walker... You know, recent Hall of Famer and, and legend, right? The Expos and Rockies. Uh, he uh, was doing a signing uh, of a commitment that he had for Tops, and was posting, look at, you know, putting some work in. And he was getting all these comments on his signature. And he's like, well, they're paying me to sign my name. <laughs> I, oh, I, I got to show people some respect. <laughs> oh. Which I thought was pretty, pretty kind of. It was an interesting thing because I look at some of the uh, give up signatures that that the kids do, and I'll just say the kids, and I don't mean that uh, as a pejorative. I'm just saying the young guys not coming me, into not, the but, league where there's not, just initials. Yeah. Oh, okay, you hate me because that's that's me. Have you two become BB? Two Bs and a number. Two Bs and a number, and you're right, Steve Garvey's. Signature is glorious. See, goodness. see what, I, what I'm saying he's there. A, you know, for you, yeah, y'all want to look at that on the Google machine. He spent a lot of time in grade school, really working on that perfection. Oh, my, that, mine's that is, brilliant. You can't read anything is, else I write, but my signature is, is oh, well, is, well rehearsed. That is a good one. I mean, that is all of it. Yeah, G A R V E Y. Like I mean, you can see. Oh, no, that's just le- it, right? That's, very legibly, that is. Textbook. That's old school. Old yes. school kind of thing, fitting it all in. Uh, signature moments that we've seen from the, the Golden State Warriors through the years. Uh, a lot of three-point activity. The heroics from Steph Curry and, and his band of Merriman. Obviously, the last time we saw them in championship form was the iteration that had Kevin Durant. Well, now we're back to the the basic plan with new uh, characters mixed therein. Draymond, Clay and Steph, different versions of those players developing. And obviously for Clay Thompson, it's the, can you find a level of consistency as to who he is, right? Remember, go back to, mm-hmm. you know, scoreless in game two in the first half, finishes with 15, and, and they able, they're able to come back and, and get a victory. And we've seen with the Mavericks the the difficulty of their their offensive output 
you know, finally find the three-point stroke for a half, and then you keep shooting it. And Jason Kidd talking about living and dying by the three. I, I found it more interesting, you know, some of the numbers, you know, in, in the tail of the tape of, all right, if you're going to take all those threes, then your rebounding's got to be on point, right? You've got to be better uh, at, at playing the angles and recognizing where opportunity is going to go. Otherwise, you're giving up fast break opportunities. That's what we saw the Warriors have taken advantage of in this series thus far. And so we we're also watching the, the tail of the, the tape when it goes to points in the paint, and that's where you're getting a decided advantage from the Warriors without having a traditional dominant big man. Right, you've got Andrew Wiggins, who's kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, but giving them, you know, his eighteen to twenty a night and near to double digit rebounds. Steph Curry right now is their leading rebounder in the series, taking advantage of the uh, balls coming off long because of the uh, three point shots, and really the a- agitating the Mavericks to a level of they're they're not even doing a lot of work in the low post, which is curious. Not that they're necessarily built for it, but that it's become a three-point shooting fest is is just a, a curious style of offense to run when you know the, the Warriors love nothing more than to pick up pace on you. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly not the way that you want to play, right? Because the the one negative, well, a couple of negative things. One, when you shoot a three-point, it's a, it's a lower percentage shot. Two, when you miss, the rebound puts it out more near the free throw line, so you do have a fast break ready to go. And so if you don't have what they call defensive balance, where you have a guard or two rotating back, you are susceptible to uh, two-on-ones and three-on-two fast breaks, which leads to easy shots. And so we are seeing where the guards are becoming the big rebounders because there's so many long balls. And I do wonder, um, heading into the series, uh, Dallas was a team that played slower than most other teams in the league, like down uh, within the top five in terms of slow pace, tempo, and those things. I do wonder if they try and grind this one to a halt and quit trying to play the Warriors game and get back to playing more their game, which is a little slower, a lot more deliberate, a lot of Luka kind of setting the table and either taking a shot or getting it to his teammates. The slow, methodical uh, type of situation as opposed to what we're seeing with the Warriors. You have those secondary guys that are popping up, Kaminga on occasion, uh, moody on occasion, and obviously Jordan Poole in his third year has become that much more of a scoring opportunist and has picked up a lot when the, the elder statesmen, I think that's fair to say, the elder mm-hmm. statesmen have had to either miss games or miss significant time uh, due to injury, and he's been a spark plug off the bench for them, certainly in this series and throughout. But either way, you know, what's been kind of comical is the lamentation of the quality of basketball in the postseason. Now, I'll stand and raise my hand going, I wish the efficiency and consistency of the officials was better. But as for the level of play, look, I expect there are going to be blowouts. And because there's always, it's one loss, whether you lose by 10 or lose by 40. And if I can get seven minutes of playoff grind off my guy's leg, recognizing that we live to fight another day, that's what I'm going to do. So some of these blowout situations, now we do have craziness like last night where I know a lot of folks went and found themselves their second screen experience and 
and moved away from the Eastern Conference Finals game because of the lead the Heat had established, only to make it a one-point game before closing out Boston 109-103. I get that. Uh, there have been some frantic ones. But in the end, it's it's the ebb and flow of a series. And you, you can't live and die by one game as the players and the coaches and certainly as a fan, recognizing there's more to it. You spot concerns, certainly, and celebrate some of the good that your team's doing, but recognizing it's a long slog before this thing's done. Look, it, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so you got to be geared up for it, not only physically, but mentally. You got to be able to endure the ups and downs of a long process. And you have to be able to stay locked in and focused. And you have to be able to put those bad games to bed and come back and be locked in. And I think what we've seen is the teams that are most resilient, the teams that are able to kind of get um, their concentration and focus back after a success or a failure. Those are the ones that extend and go in. And that's what I love about the playoffs. But I love that about the playoffs in any sport, whether it's NHL, whether it's MLB, um, NFL, all these things. These sports not only tax you uh, from a physical standpoint, but mentally. And so that's why you see the exhilaration for the champions when they win it is because they knew they had to endure the long road and they made it on the other side. And I think that is the part that everyone feels, fan and players. Now, guy played in the league, you've been around the league, uh, the National Football League, that is, for a a long while, for Mm -hmm. those unawares. Uh, Bucky uh, suiting up and then helping to build squads and scout and all of those things. Like, the veteran leadership, how much do you just – we, we've got this core of people so we know we can count on on them, that they're not going to freak out. It's the Billy Chapel for love of the game going into one of the great, great uh, Costner baseball movies, right? The clear the mechanism kind of moments that as you're building an organization – I mean, to have a few of those guys, I I would imagine it it gives you a a much higher floor from which to operate. Yeah, experience is life's greatest teacher. And the only way to kind of understand how to master those moments is you have to go through those moments. And as you go through it and as you play on that stage, you get increasingly more comfortable dealing with the pressure that comes along with playing in these games. And so when you have a veteran – set of players or you have veterans that you bring in, they can share those experiences. They can give you tips and those things in terms of how to prepare for the game, how to prepare for the moment, how to handle the moment in game. That's why leadership is so essential. And that's also why teams will sign um, that KGO veteran who may not look, he, look, his, his best days are behind him but he offers something in terms of that sage wisdom. When we look down at the Golden State Warriors bench, we see Andre Iguodala down there talking, talking to Draymond Green, talking to some of the other guys, giving um, advice. You look at the Miami Heat, UD, Udonis Haslam, being able to talk to those guys. You have to have a nice mix because it's a different game. It's a completely different game than the one that you play in the regular season, and you need to be able to adjust and adjust quickly to have any chance of being successful. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we turn our attention to Major League Baseball. Yankees and White Sox. No, it's not me just trying to get a White Sox story in. Uh, something that has taken on a, a larger cultural touch point after an altercation between Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson of the White White Sox, where honor 
goes to mockery and disrespect and trying to figure out where the line is. We talk about that next here on Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Appreciate y'all being on board with us, getting your day started. East Coast, you're already into the afternoon hours. Plenty of sporting action to keep you entertained. A lot of action on the pitch right now, some early baseball. And because of weather and circumstance, uh, well, you always get some of these weekend doubleheaders in Major League Baseball uh, right now. Bucky and one of those today, uh, Twin Bill for the White Sox and Yankees uh, and coming off of a very uh, contentious game on Saturday uh, back in early May or Earlier May, I should say, May 13th, uh, there was a hard tag from Josh Donaldson on Tim Anderson, uh, so there were benches cleared there. Yesterday, benches clear once again as rounding second base after the final out of an inning, Donaldson began talking to Anderson, and it got animated, and Anderson said that he said, what's up, Jackie, referring Mm -hmm. to Jackie Robinson. Uh, and Anderson didn't take 
to it, as Donaldson would say, in the spirit in which it was intended, to try to diffuse whatever was still lingering from the prior tag and all, and going back to, and Donaldson in the postgame, you know, referring to comments that Tim Anderson had made coming up in 2019 uh, about his role, and we talk about talk about it a lot, right? When we talk African American uh, involvement in Major League Baseball, what is it, seven percent right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tim Anderson being one of the the guys saying, "Hey, change the game, right?" To reinvigorate uh, it within communities, but also you know the spirit of fun and changing the game, and it's actually become a hashtag that the White Sox have adopted. But referring to himself, you know, as uh, a guy that needs to change the the game as Jackie Robinson. That's what Donaldson said that he was referring to, and that they'd joked about this in the past. Well, the past wasn't Saturday. The past mm-hmm. wasn't May thirteenth on a hard slide. And mm-hmm. a part of me, you know, taking it at face immediately, there was there was an outcry of just flat out racism on Donaldson's behalf. And I don't pretend to know Josh Donaldson what's in his heart or uh, what he was trying to get across there, but how it's interpreted it's different time, different place. And while it may have been joked about and they may have talked about it in the past, you know, Tim Anderson's been under fire in Chicago fielding woes early in the season, hitting well, but white Sox aren't performing as well as possible. And so you're trying to add layers and context to it all rather than just immediately you know, throwing racism, but Yasmani Grandal took exception. Tony Larusa labeled it mm-hmm. as racist in the post, and and for me, trying to figure it out, right, mid forties white guy, uh, to you know pull pull back, just try, and that's my squad, right, my White Sox squad. Mm-hmm. But trying to figure out how much is is it overblown on the race side of thing, or do we need to make sure that we we take note each each and every time there's even even a hint here you know so here, here here's the thing and i i understand why tim anderson took offense to it right you talk about a league in which you only have seven percent of the players are black even though 30 percent are latino um you're very sensitive to that tim anderson has probably come up in a time when um look man he's one of only two maybe three on a baseball team sometimes mm-hmm. and so he understands it. and so he's had to kind of pipe down and kind of bite his tongue um a few times. And so if Donaldson is making reference to a comment made back in 2019, uh, after a hard tag is certainly not the opportunity. Like when you own the base pass or whatever, like that's not the chance, particularly coming off of what they had the previous day. That's not the time to crack a joke, regardless of whether you're saying like, oh, I was just playing on that. Like, no, nah, you can't play um, the innocent ignorance deal. Like, oh, I didn't know. Like, why would he take offense to that? Like, you know. Like there's certain things where you know you can get a rise out of a player. Well, but so, but even just take it to the larger context, right? Let's take take a race away from it for a moment. But say you're with a group of buddies, and 85 percent of the time you can joke about the relationship they had that just got torn mm-hmm. asunder for a yeah. million reasons, right? You can you can throw anything you want, whether it's a mm-hmm. marriage, just a, a dating situation, yep. whatever. But then there's going to be that day and that moment where you know what? It's not right. And you maybe you took the the yeah. verbiage a little too far mm-hmm. on a guy, just to put it in a different context. But True. I, I think it's along the same lane. 
Yeah, and, I, and look, and I think anytime you have uh, an incident like they had the previous day, right? Because it's kind of been building, right? It's been a week of uh, some week ago or so. They yeah. had a little little thing, and they come back and have that. Like sometimes you have to let sleeping dogs lie. Like sometimes it's not the time to comment. Like just hey, he's on the base. We, whatever. We don't really say much of anything, and we just kind of go on. Give him a nod you know? and say it's up, Tim. On to the next. On to the next. Well, even you know? even just turn to him and ask if you're good or whatever. Right, yeah. you know, because that was a week ago, and obviously, the way the schedules are working this year, you have some very mm-hmm. strange circumstances. I mean, not often are you going to see uh, the the White Sox playing AL East teams a week later, right? It's like, all right, you played right. that series, and now you're right back on them. So anything that did transpire is still fresh yeah, in everybody. That's right. Minds. Yeah, because like, look, everyone has long memories and those things. But normally, what would happen is if you have an incident. You probably wouldn't see them for three, four weeks. It's cooled down. You kind of plotted it out. You know, it, it, it look, it's not front of mind like it is. But, man, for it happened last weekend and to come right back, yeah, that's different. Yeah, for me, it was just it was tough to put the the broad brush of just racist. But, look, I, I again, I can't judge the man's intent. I can question yeah. his um, timing and his judgment in saying such. Yeah. Right. In this case, you know, he was trying to say, hey, we've joked about that comment in the past and that's been a greeting. Like, mm. well, it wasn't on May 21st. Yeah. Right. And I can't tell a guy how how to feel and how to interpret what somebody says to you. Right. And, and if that's how he was interpreted as it meant. And look, Donaldson could have 100 percent meant it that way. I, I can't say for certain. But that's how Tim Anderson took it, and you have to just work from there. Yeah, um, you know th- th- this. This is tough though, because like it's one of those things where you you, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? You want to give them sure grace in those things, and so like let's take the racy part out of it, and let's just talk about like the comment or whatever. Like in competition, when you have a heated battle and um, you have a confrontation a week ago. You're already approaching the game with a mindset of, I wish they would. Like, you're already on your hunt. You're like, you're like right. the cat that's already ready, ready to pounce. And you're just looking for any little thing to spark it. And so that, that comment, that moment, that whatever, like, sparked it for Tim Anderson. And so, um, look, man, you know news cycles and stuff we kind of like to anytime we see the guys kind of running out the dugout or whatever we like to talk about it but um you know only donaldson understands what his intent was only anderson can tell us what he felt in that moment but i would say that you have all that in the context of a game in which you have very emotional players who just had a confrontational a, a confrontation yeah i'm not surprised that it kind of escalated uh right away and like I said, for those unaware, because uh, the White Sox aren't going to be followed nationally on a minute-to-minute, uh, Anderson's got 17 multi-hit games this year, so batting-wise, everything going according to plan. Uh, in the field, he's been awful, and he's been hearing it from the home announcers, including a number that do uh, White Sox post, former manager Ozzie Guillen uh, among them, who've been very critical. So, uh, you know, put that into a little bit of the background of, how you're approaching a game uh, and the intensity that comes in. And then you have a situation play out. It, it was, I guess, the perfect storm of everything, Bucky, uh, to where it boils over. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's one of those things where it boils over. But I give Tony Richardson credit because he is one of those. He's never really running from the fight. No, that's he a, no always, he's going to stand up for his guys. Yeah, he is always, he is always, always, always ready for it. And just remember, with Tim Anderson, when Tony Larusa took the job, one of the questions was with the fun, change the game kind of attitude of the young White Sox squad that he was coming into was wondering if old school and new school would mix. Well, Tony LaRusso going old school, and it's like, that's my guy, and he's picking up for his guy. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to respect that uh, as you go. Hey, you think you got a few more snaps in you? Because I, I got um, a league that might have the answer for you. Uh, maybe one. I guess make sure all the workers' comp stuff is in order. Okay, we'll work on that. We'll talk about that in a moment. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Sunday. That story next. But first, it's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Mike and Bucky, we have some amusing, breaking NBA news. Let's go! That has just come down within the last few seconds. Yeah. The NBA has just fined the Dallas Mavericks again. The bench again? The ben- they find them again? This time, $100,000. Just because, oh, I mean, they, they haven't found anything to find Cuban for in a while, and, and they realize revenue projections were off. What are we doing? Hey, it's all about the bottom line. Follow the money, I'm just saying. The NBA, here's the reason for this new $100,000 fine. This is word for word from the NBA. It's for, quote, continuing to violate league rules regarding team bench decorum. The amount of Dallas's fine also reflects prior infractions of team bench decorum rules in the 2022 NBA playoffs. On multiple occasions, several players and a member of the coaching staff stood for an extended period in the Mavericks team bench area, stood away from the team bench, and were on or encroaching upon the playing court during game action, unquote. That, the word-for-word reason by the NBA. And, and, you know, I remember, I think it was back either in high school or even junior high, where I was spotted by our vice principal standing for an extended period of time, and I was confronted by the vice principal, and I was told, you're on the wrong track. Don't be like the Dallas Mavericks will one day, or it'll cost you a hundred grand. Uh, do we have rules around here for Fox Sports Radio studio decorum, Mike and Bucky? Uh, I don't know that anything is written, but I mean, it's like Major League Baseball. There's a lot of unwritten rules. Uh, so what do you got? What, you found an infraction for me? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm just hoping that... Uh, I thought you were staring through the window at Hartman and you had something to say. Oh, well, I see, mul- I see multiple violations already as he points to me, but yet I realize he's not listening to a word I'm <laughs> saying as he often does. <laughs> anyway, a hundred grand, no word yet whether Mark Cuban is searching through his couch cushions as we speak to try and scrounge up money to pay that $100,000 fine. His Dallas Mavericks will be on the court tonight. Can't wait to see the bench decorum tonight for Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals in Dallas against the Golden State Warriors who lead the series two games to none. Final round of the PGA Championship underway. Mito Pereira, 27-year-old from Santiago, Chile, has a three-shot lead at nine under par overall ahead of American Will Zalatoris and England's Matt Fitzpatrick. It'll be Pereira and Fitzpatrick teeing off the final pairing at 2.35 Eastern Time. One Major League Baseball game going on right now. The St. Louis Cardinals, a 7-0 lead at Pittsburgh. They're only in the top half of the second inning. 
But at least the Pirates have not had to be docked a hundred grand yet today. Mike and Bucky, back to you. Thank you so much. At Isaac Lowenkron, where you find him on Twitter. I'm going to push that football story and that that thought piece uh, out in about 10 minutes because I want to talk about this fine. Okay? This irks me to no end. Okay? The excessive standing, whatever. If the guys in the front row can't deal with it, stand up. Like, we had that. We went to a concert a week ago. My <laughs> my daughter, you know, we took one of, one of her friends and people in front about halfway down the section stood up and you could hear the people behind them yelling, I didn't pay all this money to stand. It's like, it's a concert where people are dancing in the aisles and dancing in their seats and you're going to be mad at them. Come on, grow up. <laughs> now, as, as it I relates mean, a, to this, there's some of that, right? I mean, look, it, if you want to just sit in your chair and listen to music, put on a CD. Put on your, uh, you know, iHeartRadio mm. app and and listen to a yeah. listen to some tunes. If you, you're going to a concert, there there's a vibe, there's a feel, there's a magic and an energy. And people that want to dance to old Beatles tunes, damn it, they're gonna get up and they're gonna shake their thing. You may not want to look at it, you may not want to see it, you may want to avert your eyes to the gyrations that are being put in forth in front of you. But that's their right to stand up and groove as they want to. They're in their seat. They're not bothering anybody. So stand up yourself and and put your hands in your pocket and watch. The problem I have with this Mavericks fine is that the the league just shows how how dumb they are in their processing of things. Okay? We're going to continually fine you for excessive standing, celebrating, end of the bench, walking around, whatever you're going to do. Fine. But the Philadelphia 76ers were only fined $50,000 for violating the league injury reporting rules. Remember when, eh, we don't know, Embiid's probably not going to go, oh, no, he's ready. When we've got league betting partners, <laughs> legalized gambling state to state, all of these things, that's a $50,000 fine. Integrity of the game is what they tried to claim with all these injury reports, right? Isn't that what we're always told, both for the NBA and for the NFL and everything? Mm-hmm. Yet that's a $50,000 fine. But because you got a bunch of guys standing up to celebrate their guys jacking threes, it's a $100,000 fine? How dumb is this league? I mean... How you like that? I slammed the desk for authority with my good hand. I know. I mean, I know. I, I, I heard you. Uh, do it. I, I think the thing that I wanted um, them to do is like I can understand them being off the court a little bit, but I don't know the fine is necessary. Like they're part of the mix. I feel like the NBA has guys all around. You know. Well, you got to figure out how that configuration like- is. Then, if this is if this is your response, is to to fine. Now, again, you know, on a, on a grand scale, is a hundred grand a, a lot of money for a, a team? No. But it's it's the principle of the thing. Now you, yeah, you take it's it. Still a lot of money. Like, well, it's still a lot of money. Right. No. But like on the just the the larger scale, right? It's a hundred grand is 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 a yeah, good amount of cash, right? Whenever we see a guy get fined, they're like, oh, he makes this much. Like, don't tell me he still doesn't want that hundred grand or twenty five grand for the hit that he wasn't flagged on, uh, that he later gets fined on in the mm-hmm. NFL or whatever, right? But it's it's like that. That's your answer to it. All right. They're standing up. So let, let's find them for this. No, no, no. How about the solution is that you figure this out? And people will say, well, it's only the Mavericks consistently getting fines. Like, all right, they're being made the example of. But it doesn't mean that it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a league-wide issue of guys doing this or 
you know, getting loose over towards the corners or whatever the case may be. It's time to figure out how to create more space for them to operate if that's the problem. Um, so here's the thing. I like I like the bench being in it because I kind of like when Steph Curry hits shots and puts them to sleep. Um, and when there's a little exchange back and forth between the players on the court and the players off the court, the opposing players. Right. Um, I'm here for a little a little trash talk. I'm here for a little physicality and toughness in the playoffs. Uh, I think it adds flavor to it. Um, I understand where if you're like, hey, they're on the court, they're in the way, they're impeding uh, things that are happening. But, man, let them play a little bit. Like, this still should be kind of fun. Got to be careful. You start sounding like the no fun league here if you're the NBA with stuff like this. Like part part of the greatness is running past a bench of the opposition after hitting a big shot or going down the line past your own bench when they're watching something crazy happen. Right? That excitement, enthusiasm, and that part of the infectious nature of what you want in your environment and in your arena. But no, you you got a little bit too uh, too hyped. Uh, so you're going to sit out. I mean, obviously it was up in in San Francisco, so that's where this fine takes place. Like what you were the folks that spent a lot of money to come watch the Warriors at at the home base were mad because they were mm-hmm. getting drummed at the time, and so <laughs> it's like you came back and won the game. You okay now? I don't know. Yeah, just silliness. Like to me, it's just when when you have such a puny fine for something that is a legitimate, you know, should be a legitimate concern related to the integrity of the game versus, yeah, this guy's waving a towel and he's tall, so I can't see. That's a problem to me. (laughs) Um, I think that's funny when people get mad at games like that. Yes, I bought a ticket to sit behind the bench and then I'm mad when the seven-footer stands. (laughs) <laughs> it just it just doesn't make sense to me bucky i'm sorry <laughs> yeah like people people get mad yeah, people get mad in general. In front. so yeah yeah i dig it though just get up and dance that's it just find a way to dance through life a little bit he's bucky brooks i'm mike carmen coming up next i go back to that how do i get bucky on the field for that one last stamp i might have a league that'll let him in because we got more guys clamoring to get on the gridiron one more time. We'll tell you where and how next on Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Bucky Brooks with you. Fantastic four hours of fun, education, entertainment. Talked Saban. Yeah, that was fun. Jimbo Fisher and taking offense. He didn't really call you a cheater, but you mm-hmm. took it as such. So what are we going to get? I'm just waiting for the guy to show up and goes, I got receipts. Uh, I joked about it, uh, Bucky, on, on on our show, Jason and I, that it was, if and, and even on Twitter, at Swollen Dome, uh, if someone would have turned to Jimbo right then and said, Hey, well, what what do you know? What can you tell us uh, all about? You know, the time he would have been going to the old Chappelle show skit, going, "I plead the fifth, one, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> all of a sudden, his memory would have gotten a little hazy just that fast. Uh, would be my guess, because you know it all ties together. Because you got Dion was at Florida State with Bobby Bowden, and so you know you always they always wonder, rumor, conjecture, speculation of college football back in the day. Of what was all going on. So that all ties together, which takes us to the now. We had that. We talked Donaldson and Anderson. We talked a lot of the NFL podcast going up in just a few minutes. iTunes uh, or whatever you wherever you download your audio, go to FoxSportsRadio.com. Uh, look for Fox Sports Weekend, Brooks and Harmon. Uh, download it, give it five stars, and evangelize. Friends and family, uh, it's a gift that keeps giving. Uh, there's a league that's, you know, people are just trying to eke out one more run just for their own edification, for their own fun, right? Everybody's got a hobby. How about a hobby? We, we What would it take to get you maybe a full series of snaps, Bucky, in the fan-controlled football league? Because now you got Johnny Manziel, Terrell Owens, and it looks like Michael Vick is looking to come out of retirement to join this startup league as well. Mm. See him winging the pill around. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be what it's it's an eight team league now, seven on seven style. <laughs> so crazy. Um, fifty yard field. I mean that that's a flick of the wrist for Michael Vick, even a is. decade after retiring. It is. It is. It is. If the check is big enough, do it. 
Well, that's the bottom line, right? Always. Figuring out what the <laughs> check what the is, is versus the upped insurance premiums and everything else that you're going to have <laughs> in post. <laughs> you know. I always you love, I, I mean, I do love the, the concept of it, right? And guys wanting to make that one more run. And it's curious because, like, I, I tie it, uh, as I so often do, to the rest of the entertainment and sporting entertainment world, which is to say uh, to guys wanting to make that last ride uh, as a wrestler, right? One more walk mm-hmm. down the aisle right now. They're hyping a big thing that'll be, in theory, Ric Flair's final walk down the aisle. <laughs> Is it ever? Is it ever a final walk down the aisle for Ric Flair? No, not until they're doing the ten bell salute. <laughs> we we learn of the worst of worsts. I call it what it is. You can't get away from it. It's your identity. I mean, and when on. you lean He's into great. it as hard as he has for so many years, I mean, what what else can you do? I mean that that's I, become who you are. You are wrestler Ric Flair. I mean, what else would you do? I mean, the guy has been a legend since our childhood. Like, why give that up? I would say the the extra thing that I, I would look to see more of, and they've done some of these events, and I was actually telling the guys here, uh, is the, the next evolution of things, uh, is before his passing, Roddy Piper had started doing, um, like, storytelling nights. So I was like, all right, here's a bunch of stuff from in, at comedy clubs. So it'd be like an hour of work, and then he'd do Q and A, and I got to see that mm-hmm. and meet him before before his passing. On that, Mick Foley's been doing a little of that flair mm-hmm. occasionally on a big stage and in front of a ton of people at some of these conventions and all. But I, th- I think that's the next iter- iteration for NFL guys. It's how do I get into a booth? Mm-hmm. I right. Know. I mean, is, isn't that it? How to how to figure out you know to get in on that line? And again, going back to paydays. Uh, and the big conversation we had about Tom Brady, Drew Brees, no longer at NBC, but between the podcasting world and the extending broadcast world, it's, you know, how do I get a piece of the pie? I, I've, I'm raising my hand. I, I want in on these, you know, tertiary and, and fourth and fifth level broadcast too. I can yell for three hours. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, look, man, it, 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 it's a wide open world when it comes to that. Uh, Drew Brees have an opportunity, I think, you know, they talk about – him going to Fox, sure. going because he wants to do more games as opposed to studio stuff, which everyone has their their thing, their thing that kind of fits who they are and what they're about. And so I'm sure we'll hear his name bandied about. And he'll get an opportunity to get behind the mic and do what he does. Yeah, I think with Breeze, part of it, you know, recency, and, and obviously he's always going to be compared to Brady one way or another, right, being in that era, not to mention Peyton Manning and the success of the Manning cast. Even if the numbers aren't huge, the cultural impact – for football-loving culture, that is, uh, it was huge. And so for Breeze, trying to figure out who you are from a personality perspective of letting people in you know, behind the curtain a bit. We've seen a little with his kids that he gives us over social media, but you know, to try to see who you are there. The other is, yeah, when you're doing broadcasting of games, if you want to do the technical analysis and and you know break down game film, that, that's a whole different schedule and skill that takes some time to develop. Mm. So, you know, one year isn't going to be the answer there. So uh, we'll watch the next iteration. Anyway, full day of sporting action. Thanks for uh, watching some F1 with me and uh, some of the other nonsense that uh, I've led you through (laughs) on this morning. 
<laughs> Always a good time. Always a great time. Nice and easy four hours. At Bucky Brooks on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Steve Hartman, Rich Hornberger coming up next to continue your Fox Sports Sunday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.